Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Dak Shepard. I'm joined by Monica Padman. Hello. Hi there. Pronto. Oh my gosh. Pronto. Ciao bello. Ciao bella. We have one of our favorite people on today. A very close friend. One of the funniest human beings I know. Rick Glassman. That's our boy, Ricky Glassman. This motherfucker is a creative volcano. He's erupting hilarious content at all times on his Instagram. Elsewhere, he makes shorts. He fucking has his own web series he made. He's so damn good. And then on top of it, we come to find out he's a fucking awesome actor. He's in a new show that we've talked about a lot by Jason Kadams called As We See It. You must check out As We See It. He's so good in it. He was also in Undateable, A Futile and Stupid Gesture, and The Sixth Lead, which is hysterical, and he made. Well, his podcast. And most importantly, I don't know why Rob didn't put that on here. Oh, my God. Take Your Shoes Off. Take Your Shoes Off podcast. I was wearing a Take Your Shoes Off podcast sweatshirt just earlier today. Take Your Shoes Off podcast. It's hysterical. Watch it on YouTube. You got to watch it. That's my recommendation. Please enjoy Rick Glassman. We are supported by Intuit, the technology platform that builds your financial confidence. There's some things that school doesn't really teach you, like how to handle the financial world. I mean, look, I did 16 years of school and I didn't have a single class on accruing debt or a hole that that puts you yeah, on. Yeah, they don't gonna, teach you that. No effort made whatsoever. If you want more financial knowledge, now is a great time to learn with Intuit for Education program. It has free, easy to use resources like getting a car loan with Credit Karma simulations, understanding taxes with TurboTax lessons, and even learning to run a business with QuickBooks simulations. Check out Intuit's free resources today at intuit.com slash education. Intuit, that's I-N-T-U-I-T dot com slash education. We are supported by Taco Bell. Ooh. Oh, man. We often do two recordings a day and we have this little nice lunch break that we enjoy and we're always craving something really yummy. Yes, yeah, something fresh, something high quality, something like the all new cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell, which is mm. exactly that. Mm. It's so yummy. It has slow roasted chicken, the pico, that purple cabbage and an avocado verde salsa sauce. Oh, delicious. Outrageous. The new Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burrito, and Quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina Chicken menu at Taco Bell now. He's an This is for your benefit. Is he testing this throat? No, he wants you to hear him play drums. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you said to press record? Uh-huh. Yeah. Sounds like somebody who's just learned how to beatbox. <laughs> Whoa, dude. I did that so we could talk musician to musician. Yeah, I, I, I told Monica that's why you wanted to press record before you left. Yeah. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Um, I good to be back a lot. Yeah. I say that. Oh my God, I've talked about this on here, your unique gift to be able to make an acronym out of anything. Y-U-G-T-M-A-A-O-A. -A -A. So that? wait, Rob's gonna have to write them down because I can't even check you. Right, it's so, so fast. say a phrase. Okay. Okay, ready? All right, are you ready, Rob? Yep. 
You only have to write down what Ricky Y O R X T W D. You only have to. Oh my! H H H H O M G. But listen, I don't want to come here and, and show you my parlor trick. Yes, that's my parlor trick's got me in the office. So what is this? They got you in the door. Yeah. I don't want to be. Con- I do want to be controlling. Can we lower my levels a little bit? Sure. Thank you. This is what how, happens. How do my levels sound? Perfect. Nice. Okay, great. Interview yeah. okay. a podcaster. I was honored to be on Take Your Shoes Off podcast. Yes, you are. T Y S O P. Mm hmm. That's pretty good. That was good. I guess I would ask yeah. you, was that right? TWR. Okay, listen. We discovered a fun new game because we interviewed a guy who wrote a book on games. What are these called? Ditloids. I feel like you might be good at it. All right, so here is your clue, okay? 31-F-O-B-R. True. Nope. Now, what are the, <laughs> the rules? 31-F-at-B-R. All right, you want me to tell you, and then we'll hit you with another one. Because yeah. you'll get it as soon as I tell sure. you the answer. 31 flavors at Basket Robbins. Oh, they're sayings. Yeah. O-T-S. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh I don't know if this is my gift. <laughs> no, well, I think you're going to be good at it. All right. 26 L in the A. 26 letters in the alphabet. Yes. When you get one, it feels great, right? Dude, now it's like playing it. roulette. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now you love it, right? Well, you know. You just got to get one. <laughs> we spent like an hour sending these back and forth to each other. The ones that we made up ourselves. One H S B A F two E. That's Ricky. Come on, Ricky. You left us in the dust. I'm sorry. Oh, you're, pun- even- you're punching down, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the skill that you have, okay? Be mindful of that. It okay. is good to be back, though. So, Rick Glassman, let's speed everyone through how we have come to love one another. All right. You want to start from your perspective or mine? Let's start with you. You're Let the me guest. get mine a little higher. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Here we go. wow. By the way, guys, this is going to pay off beautifully, so just be patient. Good. You, you good? Yeah. Okay, great. Monica, everyone think good with yours? Okay. <laughs> All right. My perspective of how well, we know walk each other. everyone through our love affair. It was 2015. I was cold. You weren't. <laughs> and I'm dating cold. Jackie Tone. We'll put her Instagram handle up here. Yep. See, so Ricky thinks it's like his I podcast. know. He, he's having a hard time understanding we're not on his podcast. That's why he's controlling Robbie so much. Ricky's we don't podcast. have visuals. All right. I got to interject right away. Ricky's podcast, I think, is my favorite podcast other than ours of this variety. Chatting with people, you're my favorite. And very it, unique. Very unique. Again, it's called Take Your Shoes Off. And you're running four to five cameras because you film yours. We'll get into it. You have touch OCD. So you'll get kind of distracted by one of the cameras. <laughs> and so you're all over the place. What's the old saying? It's like a one-armed man at a paper-hanging contest. Wallpaper-hanging contest. Never heard it. You haven't? Do it. It's so Do it. busy. I don't like to touch that kind of stuff. Okay, because it did involve someone with an uh, amputation? Hanging. No, because my father's in the flooring business. I don't like to promote oh, people doing oh, any okay. homework. Okay, that's competing to your father's flooring business. It's so, so great, and you're so, so funny on it, and there's so much going on, and you have animation, and people are talking, and then birds poop on their head through <laughs> animation, and there's bits within it. You receive a delivery of some Postmates in the middle of Kristen's episode. You're hysterical at it. Thank you. And I've done the show twice, as Monica's done the show. Once. Once. We'd love to have you back. Love to be back. I would say that's my favorite experience really? on other people's shows. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. We're on mic. We're on you know, TV. So, we're, yeah. so technically, yeah. we're performing, as authentic as we are. Yes and no. We don't really perform. Could I really? Is that true? Or are you being oh. kind to my no, no, podcast? No, 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 no. By the way, I've said that without you here. 
That your favorite appearance on another one was mine? Yeah. Oh, that's so mm. nice. Yes, I love it because you and I, for many reasons, we just have to be asked to stop generating. I don't know if we want each other's approval. I don't know if of it's a, it's a sword fight. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I love talking to you and I think you love talking to me. And when we sit down to your thing, it's seven, eight, nine hours. I mean, they're it's- They're long. Yeah, they're long. And in fact, it affected today. The reason I was a little bit late and I apologize was normally I would interview my next guest later in the day in between this gap, but all of a sudden it hit me like, there's not gonna be a fucking gap. I thought the exact same thing. You I was did. like, oh no, we didn't leave enough time <laughs> uh -huh. in between. Can I do a little real-time fact check? Yeah. I kind of was on twice. It was one episode though, but you came back a second time for the fact check. Yeah. As a nod. That was fun. What a fun idea that was. It was very fun. Of course, it was Ricky's idea. Also very flattered for two reasons. One, that you wanted to come back a second time. Yes. And two, this was during heightened fear of touching and being close to people. And for a year and a half, I was having my guests be outside on the balcony between the window. Right. And it needs to be added that on the other side of that window is not like a meadow. It's a very busy thoroughfare. There's a courtyard there. Okay, there's a, a there's a seven foot courtyard buffer. And then there's a very active street. Yeah. Also, sometimes it was hot out and I'd be inside with the AC or it was cold out and I'd be inside at the fireplace. And, and you weren't I, allowed to wear your shoes out there, you know? So when you would walk through without your shoes, yeah. but I wanted you to put your shoes back on the balcony so your socks didn't get compromised when you walk back in. Bombas. Remember, we were going to try to get you oh, a Bombas, Bombas ad. And, and do you have one yet? I actually promised no. you I would do that for you and I did not <clears throat> deliver. You couldn't promise a sponsorship. You promised to try and you did that. And for that, I say <laughs> it wasn't enough. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> to which accurate. I respond, keep trying because you, know, you haven't done it. I don't wear pants much. Shorts or sweatpants normally. But when I wear pants that come up, I wear a long sock. And I really wanted to wear Bombas today because I usually wear Bombas, almost exclusively except for in pants. And I called Betty. Uh, yeah, Betty. And, your, your girlfriend? Well, <gasps> uh -oh. you guys are married. No, we actually have separated. Oh, no. We talk all the time. Oh, no. Yeah. I thought it was going the other direction. Yeah. Your paws definitely felt like we're engaged. Like, you can't call her my girlfriend anymore. Can I tell you the thought process? Yes, yeah. yes, please walk <clears throat> me through it. You and I are both wrestling today, huh, with some... Oh, uh, does anyone upper want congestion? a it happened, to, it happened as I ate an apple. I, oh. I choked on an apple today. I've heard apples are really bad for, like, speaking. Because I didn't eat anything, and I thought I wanted some carbs. Sure, sure. Keep your motor running. <laughs> You're on a very delicate. You're monitoring everything. The intake times, everything. Wait, let's You're go on back. It. Well, let's go back to Betty. We need more info. Okay. So, so the reason I paused was because I didn't want to say my ex. Yeah. Because that feels dismissive. Well, also it would bring up what ultimately came up, which is yeah. fine. I thought I could slip past. So I didn't want to say my girlfriend because uh -huh. technically she isn't. So I thought I could say Betty because you both have technically met and heard of and. Yes. So I thought you know Betty. If I said mom, you wouldn't say oh she's still your. She's still your mom? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah so yeah, there was yeah, a hesitation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I know if I said, oh, your mom, and you went, uh, I'd go, oh, fuck. Are you married to your mom? No, I would have I would have been like, oh, no, he's going to tell me she passed. Well, I she, talked well, to her this morning. She's a tremendous gal. Yeah. You just said you are separated, but you still talk all the time. And that seems to be a through line. Yes, with Ricky. Yes. And another thing we share in common. Oh, because of Jackie. Yes. Yeah. We're friends with our ex-girlfriends. I right? think we're the fucking best. Okay, yeah, well, you and I are really, maybe, that's maybe the, the best two Hold people. Hold on, Monica. <laughs> Mute her. No, we're fucking kings. <laughs> we, are the, we are kings, king. So you were talking to Betty. But I asked about the Bombas. That's it. And she okay. said, you don't, you don't owe allegiance to Bombas. 
They're not sponsoring you. Right. Wear what makes you feel best. Right. right. Also, you can love many things. There's like people in the car community is like, I'm a Ford guy. Fuck everything else. I'm like, they're the only people that makes an interesting vehicle that can't possibly be. You're free to love a lot of things. F-T-L-A-L-T. Boom. Problem is, we don't know if it's right because we're not smart enough. That's exactly why I was going to have Rob write them all down. So poor Rob, at the end of this interview, potentially you'll have like two notebooks full of just letters. And where Don't would sit we down, even Rob. start? Stop taking pictures. You have it sounds like homework. a soldier at the end of war before he had access to the mail delivery system. He would be not unlike that poor soldier on an island in the South Pacific who didn't know the war had ended. Do you With know that old fable? Of letters. I don't. Do you oh, want to talk okay. about it? No, it's neither of our specialty or history. Uh -uh. Okay, now, here's how we met. Jackie Tone. The Betty thing would have come up anyways because I was on the verge of doing something that Monica hates. Uh-oh. Here we go. When you did his podcast, I didn't really know about Betty. And I thought. Oh, yeah, I do hate yeah, that. Wait, what do you, you do what, hate what do you mean? Well, she was going over to meet you. And I thought, well, here's two people I adore that are both smoking hot. Like maybe oh, there'll be a love up. connection. Well, I just was very excited about a potential love connection between the two of you. Because I adore you both so much. Thank and you. I can't imagine vacationing with a better couple than you two. At any we rate, I was. We can still all hang out regardless of whether he's with Betty or not. Well, that is true. Yeah. But it'd be fun if you guys were rolling around and constantly showing up to breakfast with shit in your hair, like, oh God, what were they doing? Wait a minute. It's so like if, a we, sitcom. if we were having um, see, fucking each other. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's not what I was going to say. But making love, in your mind, we would then have stuff in our hair after? Because we'd be on vacation. It'd be like you would have gone out to a dune on the Cape and rolled around out in the sand. Do you know me? Now yeah, but I I, you, maybe yeah. I'll make it a little feistier. Oh. More adventurous. Because I'm super adventurous. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She tell by your, having your cough drops ready for me. <laughs> mom. My, my pharmacy. <laughs> Ew. I'm already your mom already. This he is loves never going to work mom. out. Oh, no, that's the dream sitch for him. Right? Well, then I would have still been with Jackie. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Let's get into that. Well, that had its own things. I got to lay the foundation of how we know each other. Okay. So we have a mutual friend, all of us here, uh, Jackie Tone. You were dating her. She brought you over. This is all really on your podcast. We went through this extensively. We did. But what was curious is Jackie brought you over to the house. We were playing a game of werewolves and villagers. And is it worth explaining to people how that game works? It's a fun game. That. You can Google it. Maybe in the fact check, I'll get into there's the details. There's lying involved is the point. I know but. a lot of people know of the game as Mafia. So sure. maybe that invites more people in. Okay, great. So you just widen the net. It's Mafia. Let's say we were playing for Mafia. But it's Mafia for wolves. <laughs> So you're over, and immediately I'm like, oh, this guy's very funny. This is great. It's kind of going you. well. You're tall. Everything's I'm You too. I think you look yeah. amazing, by the <laughs> way. It's you. good to be back. I'm happy for Jackie. And then something happens during the game. I can't even remember the details. I think you might. I remember it like it was eight years ago. Okay. <laughs> so we're playing a game, and I mean that literally. We're playing a game. I'm not Rick, a guest in your home, who's like telling you about my family. Right. We're in characters playing a game. A strategy game. Yes. Right? Yeah. Some people are the bad guys. Some people are the good guys. The bad guys lie about being good and so on. I'm a bad guy. doing my bad guy thing. Bad guy business. And the way I was playing a bad guy was pretending like I'm a good guy. And in order to do that, when we were, the community is all speaking, like, hold on a second. I know you don't know me, everybody, but here's what I saw 
I saw Jackie doing this. If I'm wrong, you'll find out once she's out and then you'll know. Jackie gets a little angry because it's working. Angry in competition yeah, play mode. Playful. Yes, yeah. but yeah. angry. Nevertheless, quite angry. And you being the father figure that you are, are saying, I hear what you're saying, Jackie. Rick, are you telling me the truth? And you got <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> and when I tell you I got rock hard from you, somebody like you getting, a, like, that's where I connect. Like playing basketball and yeah. physicality. And yeah. you, fuck We're you. getting real now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, we're peers. We could talk to each other like this. You're no longer hosting me. Yeah, that's right. And we're button heads a little bit back and forth uh-huh. to where you like, okay, this seems legit. And you got Jackie out to later find out that I was just being a liar, a, a, heck. a dramatic actor. That's yes, right. quite a good. Dramatic no, actor. I mean, Thank that's you. the point of the game. So it is, it yeah, is. you did the right thing. And you lost it on me. <gasps> oh, you yelled at me. Oh, my God. And you Don't. stood. Oh, and when you come stand, on, it's to on. be higher than somebody else. That's okay. the purpose, yeah. Yeah, that's right. why the pharmacists do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And <laughs> and I, being so unaware, mm. am now even harder. I'm thinking like, <laughs> pretty good, right, bud? I didn't even pick up on the fact that until I'm in your kitchen filling up water and Kristen comes so embarrassed apologizing for you and she said she's so sorry and i'm like what do you oh i felt like we dax and i connected and then jackie was a little like what kristen was to you she was to me right everyone's a little stressed out now oh, yeah no. um i also later found out from you that i did read that wrong and you didn't like me from that one experience oh yeah yeah yeah. i didn't the thing i really was struggling with was oh he's funny oh no he can't not be the character he's not ever going to get sincere with me i'm gonna be talking to his stand-up character for the duration of this and i started getting upset that you weren't going to be human with me and real eyes watering a little bit even from you saying that for real because i've heard that my whole life but was that because of what happened during the game or after there were several different times i liked ricky and then i think i tried to connect by the way it's my favorite thing about us is we misunderstand each other almost every other (laughs) sentence it's basically the fuel for why we get along the last time you came on my podcast you said this is the first time we had a conversation where there wasn't misunderstanding yes we'll both leave conversations we've had two different conversation so yeah the initial thing was i kind of was thinking oh god this guy's always going to be on and maybe i tried in my way to have some real moments with you and i didn't think they were there and then now the game thing he's trying to out alpha me in my own house because he's playing a game so he was getting right back at me and all this stuff without realizing i was doing that i probably was and by the way i have very little memory of it i'm only tripping up against me being a straight up bully because i don't think i'm really that way the way you explained it was that you were feeling protective of jackie Okay, that makes sense too. I didn't even think you were bullying me. But long story short, we became friends. What I realized was, oh, this thing that I thought maybe was a stand-up persona is truly Ricky 100% of the time. And I came to trust that and I fell in love with you. I want to do a check-in. Okay. Just because otherwise I'll be in my head thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is great. I am feeling myself now. Led somewhere? No, I come in. It's good to be back. A lot of letters. Because I agree with what you were talking about, even though this was years and years ago, I am becoming a little unsure. Am I now coming in too hot? No. Oh, God, no. You know? No, 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 no. Because I have a really bad sense of awareness of that stuff. And because I'm coming into your home and people don't know me. None of that's happening at all. I thought you were starting to get worried I was leading you somewhere and it felt patronizing or laborious. Uh, which one? You pick. I guess you weren't feeling either of those things. No, you're just talking about my sense of awareness that I came into? Well, what I'm trying to get to is 
we become friends. In fact, I get to occupy at times in your life a role I've come to cherish like crazy, which is you kind of reached out to me for advice at different times. I refer to you as a role model quite literally because you're just a cool guy that has done cool things so that's cool other sure. cool guys have done cool things before but now i know you and how sincere you are with me but also quite direct don't do that agree or disagree on my end i know that you're not sugarcoating anything and you've gone through so much for better and for worse that I just trust your opinion. So yeah, I mean, podcast questions, like when it's financial stuff with advertising or whatever, breakups. Except not Betty. Intentionally. I know, I feel a little bit. Well, ever since Spotify, you've changed. Yeah. No, 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 I'll joke, I'll joke. All those pieces of advice you give me are two minutes or under, so they become tools to me. I think it started when you got your first show, which was Undateable. Yes. The first one was when... Everyone's going to Upfronts. Yeah, Upfronts, where every year television shows sell ad space and the stars of the shows go. I wasn't the star of the show. In fact, I was the sixth lead. The first two years, it was just the one and the two. And then the next year, five of the seven people were invited to go. I've never done it. My friends are going. It's, ooh, working actor. It felt cool. And I wasn't invited, and it was what it was. It wasn't until my then boss, Bill Lawrence, who was so kind, he said, hey, this sucks, but this is showbiz. If you fly yourself out, I'll put you up in the hotel. I'll make sure you're invited and come to all the things. And it felt like exactly what it was. And it felt bad. Yeah. But I also wanted to experience this and go. This is the third year. I've never done it. And I didn't know if it felt bad because of my ego or the other way around. I asked you and you said your job isn't to be included in everything. Your job isn't to get more lines. Your job isn't even to be the best. You said your job is to show up on time, be prepared and be liked. That really resonated with me. And something that I'm paraphrasing and also literally tangibly connect to is if I'm doing my own project, do I want the most talented person? Probably, maybe, but I definitely want my friends and people that feel good to be around, that I feel safe with, that are collaborative, that whenever they show up, not only do they not drain me, they excite me and they bring me stuff. And I was at a place where I want to go to this. I want to, I want to be there. Not to negate that that's a reality that I wanted to. But when you said that, it's like, yeah, that's not my job. You know, you move to Los Angeles as a dream to do this thing. You forget that, like, this is your job, especially at first, until that novelty wears off. You show up to work to do your thing. This isn't my family going to New York and not taking me, but taking my brother. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, That's right. what it feels like. But like. as soon as Dax said that, it went from me being unsure to being 100% sure. Oh, I don't want to go because it truly doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't. What I loved is that I had been in the same spot as you. I saw myself in you so much. And not overnight in that you've been here for a long time doing stand-up, but overnight in that you're a fucking season regular on a show. Like, generally, you're going to have 25, 30 guest starring roles. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to do all this stuff and climb your ladder to being a series regular on a show. And you're just plopped as a season regular on a show for many years. And that's a huge adjustment. Yeah, I was young. It was, different, it was pre-COVID. So but I loved it. And I've always loved, love, love anytime you've called me. Again, it gives me a ton of self-esteem to be able to chat with you about all these things. So at some point you called me. And I've never had a friend call me and say, I just found out I'm autistic. Mm. It's a very crazy call. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. <laughs> The inciting incident to this would be my friend Ron Funches, who has a son on the spectrum, Malcolm. We were at lunch and Malcolm was stimming, self-stimulation. It doesn't mean autism. It's tapping the fingernails, swaying, rocking back and forth. Whatever it is, you're soothing, basically. Soothing, yeah. Incidentally, he was doing that the same way that I do it. Oh. Also, he was making some noises. You that, would have liked to have been making, but that you I were do, preventing yourself that from I ma- No, I do make when I get really hyper. My parents mm. call it a uh, Ricky mood. 
these odd noises. Can you do unusual. them? Yeah, can you? you can, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't want to make you perform like a I seal. I don't know but. if this is, it would feel really good to go, uh, I mean, maybe being silly, but it's not just like, hey guys, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd just, I'd be by myself or, you know, just right. my parents and just. <laughs> Does it feel like a release? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. You'd let it rip. Thank God for parents, right? <laughs> How so? Well, because you're free to let it rip like that, and your parents just like, oh, he's in a Ricky mood or whatever they say. They uh -huh. just adore you. They don't give yes, a shit. But you, you, you blast a couple of those in kindergarten, and some kids are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Right? Yeah. And then my parents go into the school and uh, yell at the superintendent, and then I go to the special positive education program school for a year or two. Wow. Okay. Um, I was diagnosed with different stuff as a kid, but when I brought that up to Ron, he didn't say that I have anything or that he even thinks, but he just explained what some of those things mean, and then. It kind of planted the seed, and later on, I brought up to him, do I have autism? He goes, I could see why you think, I mean, maybe, yeah. And he brought up some other things, specifically my obsessive-compulsive disorder when we went to Just for Laughs in Montreal, and I went into his hotel room, and how odd things were. Unusual, I guess I should say. Wait, what do you mean? I'm in his room and fixing things. Nothing that wild, but just another piece on top of him knowing me for years and my idiosyncrasies. And on Undateable, it was a multicam show, so you're on set all week. The way our show worked, and especially the last season when it was live, we would get new scripts constantly. There's a lot of downtime. Two hours. Then we get a scene. Then an hour. Right, because you're rehearsing all yeah. week and then shooting. So I would always have my headphones in. I like them in. You could press play whenever you want. People really want to say something to you when your headphones are in. That's true. You know, no one's yeah. going to be like, did you eat the burrito? I couldn't think of a thing. But you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just a comfort to it. And I later found out that people felt that I was ignoring them, that mm. I wasn't prioritizing the show. All these things oh, that wow. I'm not going to dispute. That wasn't my intention. Sure. We talked about these things and he brought some stuff to my attention. I had no idea. I wanted to get checked, but it was very expensive. And what's the point? And then the same Bill Lawrence I'm in this basketball game with him, which I was in before Undateable. It's why I got the job. We can quickly say you're a basketball legend. Thank you. Yeah. I know you guys don't have video, but maybe you'll share it on your armchair expert Instagram. I have some video I could show you. Of you slam dunking. Don't you have a All trophy? Yeah, I mean, so many, many, many. many. <laughs> so many. But I got kicked out of a basketball game and a poker game that was run by my friends within two weeks of each other. Mm. The poker game, it's on them. I was <laughs> hilarious. And they are boring people. Um, but the basketball game, I got an email from Bill. If I've told somebody about this email, they would think, ooh, that's rough. Truthfully, it was one of the kindest gestures given to me because it was something I needed to hear that Bill wasn't afraid to tell me. And from someone that you loved and trusted. Yeah, and is in a position, and I might be projecting this because success doesn't define social positions necessarily, but because he's such a busy man with lots of successes and actors and writers, for him to not only notice this, but feel the need to tell me, I did feel like, I'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know? right, right, right. And he said, hey, handsome. He calls everyone handsome, so it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> this is a tough email to send, but something I think you need to know. Basically, he's telling me that there are a few guys in the basketball game that not only don't like when I'm there, they don't come when I'm there. You know, I'm trying to win and I don't think I'm going to make it into the NBA. But kind of. But like, what if someone's watching me? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I don't think you're going to, but it could also. If it happened, you're not right. totally shocked. They might want me to practice with them. Sure, warm guys <laughs> up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, you know, 50-year-old comedy writers that are just looking to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, cut to the fucking hoop! Yeah. You know, three on one and we're all on the three-point line. Yeah. And I'm mad. Yeah. The same yes. way I was uh, playing um, Werewolves and Mafia. Mafia. Yeah. Very narrow focus, not considering how other people feel, because I know how they feel. They want to win, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. That was a big thing that it's newer to me. They is, want to win. This sounds like hyperbole. Truly, this was how I thought. 
everybody that I'm in front of is thinking the exact thing I'm thinking. Right, and they want the same thing. They want the same thing. Yeah. Not because what I want is most important. It's common sense to you. Yeah. Yes, it's a given. An example that helped me kind of understand this was, if I'm coming to your house, from my house, I go from here to here. Mm -hmm. That's the way you go. But maybe people want to take a scenic route or they want to stop by the dry cleaners. But it wouldn't even be a possibility that somebody has a different perspective. That they showed them. up to a basketball game without the sole objective to win that game. Why else would you come? Where yes. is your self-worth if not winning <laughs> right? in this pickup game with 50-year-olds? Right. So he's saying these things. Some of them I agreed with. Some of them I didn't. The biggest one is I'm thinking like, I'm the best one there. I'm sure, the first sure, one picked, sure. always. Yeah. You could write Wait. some of this off to jealousy. I get what you're saying, but no, as soon as he said it, it wasn't the first time somebody has said something like this, but yeah. it definitely resonated. It's why I'm so sensitive now to like when you even said, oh, don't worry, people, it'll be worth it. I get a little self-conscious of, am I doing that thing? You've missed out on something. Yeah. That we are all in on something you're not. I'm not picking up on when I'm maybe being too much, and I still don't have a great sense of that, but I do know it exists. So my mm. new tool is to check in. Which Good. has made you a really great yeah. and direct communicator. I think that's why I've liked talking to you so damn much. In a two-hour conversation, we have like 20 little blips of awkwardness, right? And then everyone is just filling in the blank what that was about. But yeah. you and I will both go, let's back up. Yeah, people are wanting and trying and assuming they're being kind by what they would maybe admit to avoiding confrontation. And then they're just filling in the blanks which one is probably not right, and two will develop a resentment. I am still very much the same person I was before, just with a little bit more awareness, right? Yeah. And the difference that I've realized in how now people are receiving me is not based on my actions, but based on the expectations that were or were not met. So if you go in someplace and kind of explain, hey, Dex, Monica, I'm stoned. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I'm going to be a little hyper. People are okay with it. Yeah, you're setting people's expectations appropriately. When I was going on dates right after I was diagnosed, I would say things like, listen, I'm going to get a little silly. So here's the tricky part for you. You're also a comedian, so it's like you can't resist but punch up this thing a little bit as it's coming out, right? You're saying me explaining it? Yeah, in real life. Like if I had to tell someone, I tell them all the time. So it's so funny how this parallels being an alcoholic, weirdly. I got thrown out of my best friend Scotty's poker game. Well, he didn't flat throw me out. He said, you can't drink at my house anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, because he drinks a ton. Like right. that must say something pretty huge about me he that I can't drink at a borderline alcoholic's house because I'm too much, right? And it was like a wake-up call. Now I'm on the course in life where I have to explain to people all the time when I'm at a dinner, it's social. Oh no, I can't drink because I'm right. a fucking alcoholic. And I go for it. Like, I got to tell you this bit of information, but I have some pride and I have a sense of humor, so I'm going to make it fun for you to learn this thing about me. Could you give me an example? Yes, yeah, so offer me a drink on sure. the airplane. Hello, Mr. Shepard. How are you today? Oh, wonderful. How are you? I'm um, fantastic. Thank you so much for acting. asking. I'm sorry, I'm nervous. I'm a big fan of the armchair expert. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you're an armchair? <laughs> yes. Oh, my What's God. What's your favorite episode? Oh. <laughs> I'm, you're here. You're Hi, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, my me? God, Monica. Yeah. Hi. You're my favorite part. No offense, Dax. Uh -huh. But I think the thing that happens at the end, it's blanking me, the fact check. Oh, yeah. Uh. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. That happens all the time, by the way. We meet people and they're like, oh, Well, but they know it. They the know it's the called check. the fact check. Oh, yeah, but sec, I'm talking to people. I'll be back there in a minute. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thank you for flying Delta. Yeah. Can I get you anything to drink? Preferably some kind of alcohol? You know, I would love something to drink, but if you give me one, I'll probably try to take control of the aircraft. <laughs> oh, we would love that. Suck my tit. <laughs> oh, wow. That took a turn. So, you know, that's what I'll do. Right. This just happened on the flight home from England. I had turned down wine like seven times. I'm like, I'm going to have to tell her I'm an alcoholic. She's not understanding. I'm never going to drink on this flight. And so she comes like the yeah seventh time. And I go, you know, I can't drink because then I'll buy cocaine when we land and I'll disappear for three days. You know, I try to make a 
joke out of it. How much is that to make them more comfortable versus survival? I tell myself it's for them because there's nothing more awkward. I don't want them to feel like they now have to comfort me because they'll often say in the old days before I workshopped all this stuff, I go, oh, I don't drink. I'm an alcoholic. Oh, I'm so sorry I offered. I'm so sorry. Now they're apologizing. But can you just say, oh, I don't drink and not say I'm an alcoholic? Well, now that that is where my ego gets in. I was about to argue something. Yeah, okay, argue it. What Monica's saying, Monica? That's me. I'm not crazy about this line of jokes. Oh, I always (laughs) do a name, name, name thing. That wasn't about not knowing. One-on-one on on my podcast all the time, I'll go, Dex. Dex? Yes. Dex. When we're first, like, I found like that's just okay. kind of a way of drawing okay. that's it. That's my insecurity. But, but I on. do understand what you're saying, and I apologize. It's okay. When you say I'm an alcoholic, I would think, as Monica, who I know, and you're gorgeous, by the way, oh, yeah. would, say, by uh, <laughs> would say, oh, I'm sorry by mentioning that you're an alcoholic. Because I don't drink, and I'm not an alcoholic. You don't drink? No. Never. I'm not a sober boy. Then You'll maybe have a drink. I mean, so a couple if you tell times them I year. don't drink, you're fucking lying, Ricky. No, you're but a I don't. goddamn liar. Okay, okay. You do drink. <laughs> we'll it's just right very sporadic. We'll be <laughs> right back. I, I mean, truly, maybe two a year. Okay. Um, That's and I not take sips. drinking. Yeah. You're, but when I say that, people are like, okay. Now, say I'm this an alcoholic. is where we can get into my ego. I think it's really nerdy to not drink. Like me personally, where I come from, to be a dude who doesn't drink, that's very weird. Why wouldn't you drink? It's a good time. So I want it to be clear. Wow, it's not man. that I'm a teetotaler or a fucking nerd. You're just a guy, I'm a hardcore guy. alcoholic. That is where my ego comes in of just saying, instead of I don't drink versus still? I'm an alcoholic. I still would way rather you think of me as someone who had too much than just never was interested. Oh. Wow. Yeah. But you're trying to work on not doing that. Give me options. I'm someone who's never drank. I'm someone who drinks casually. And then I'm someone who can't drink. I'd like to be casual drinker. That sounds best. And then second to that is I'd like to be an alcoholic. I don't want to be someone who was never curious about drinking or doesn't drink. It's totally okay. But what to you does it mean? Someone who's really listened to the warnings in life and chose to not do anything dangerous and someone who's totally afraid to lose control. There's a lot of things that I think are implicit in someone who's never been interested in having alcohol. Informed by where I'm from, I'm from an alcoholic town. The five people that didn't drink were fucking up in the clouds religious people that were really judgmental. So I have an association with people who just straight up have never drank. And so because that's where I'm from, I don't want you to think I'm that person. I'm not someone who's like too good to drink or too moral to drink. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, and you've defined your identity. I've never smoked a cigarette. Same. And I would imagine at this point, you probably won't. No. Because once I smoke one, now I don't have that thing anymore. Do you connect to that? Yeah. I get that. But smoking's not, there wasn't a temperance movement against smoking. There's a moral imperative for people about drinking. There's dry counties in the religious belt. Like it's Mm. different than smoking. I understand the smoking thing. And I think that's cool if someone never smoked. But likewise, this weird thing happens. And then you say, I do weird things sometimes. Well, that's true, but also you're autistic. Right. So why wouldn't you just say, I'm autistic if you're dating a girl? I feel like now we've gotten caught in the little thing where we're debating the validity to that. No, 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 I get it. No, I'm saying I think there's an equivalency here. I don't understand social cues, you could say, or whatever thing you're telling me right now that you like to warn people about and invite them into what you're going through so we can all have the right expectation. 
You could do that without any explanation, which you're free to do. I wouldn't care one way or another. Or you're free to say, I am neurodivergent. Because of that, I do X, Y, and Z. You know, here's where I think I'd like to connect with you. Yeah. And then I want to make sure we go back to where this originated, yeah, which yeah. was the, the need to open and communicate through comedy. Yes. yes. Which yes, I think yes, is yes. bigger than being an alcoholic for you and whatever it is for me and yeah. most people that do it. But where I do want to connect with that is it's actually the exact inverse, but same logic. When I was first diagnosed with autism, I was so excited because, oh, here's why. When you're first telling me on the phone, like, I thought I just liked wearing shorts. <laughs> right. I'm like sensitive to feels, smells, and sounds. The issue with pants are the waistline. What I've learned to do is just get big pants now. Oh, have okay. a belt and have them sag a little. You got a hack. Yeah, the way certain things feel or sound or smell. Nobody likes a car alarm going off, but you could still like, all right, hold on. Well, why don't we go to the other end of the lot? Yeah. You know, you're still there. I'm out and I'm not able to be present anymore. So you find ways around things. That wasn't the big one. The big one was my social unawareness. I have a joke because my stomach hurts all the time and I'm always anxious and loud noises bother me. And I found out that I'm autistic my whole life. I just thought I was Jewish. <laughs> and like, just, you know, you, you kind of like validate these things because, you know, my family and we are this way. Yeah. But when I first found out, I was so excited about this thing that I couldn't wait to tell people, no, 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 don't worry. I haven't been a bad guy. I haven't. Yeah. Yes. Autism. Comedically using it as an excuse, but not really. It's like a Larry David routine. That's yeah, just, I mean, there's got, a reason. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I've noticed that it has actually helped some of my relationships. Not that I necessarily love this shorthand, but the fact that they now, oh, this makes sense, especially when they've learned more about it. I trust your intentions more now. Yes. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having you were to... not to out you. You were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to be <laughs> Rob and I received some texts. Yeah, morning. I was locked out of my therapy setting, which is this attic. <laughs> <sighs> But then you felt much better after. I felt much better. And I even made some apologies. Um, talking things out can be so helpful. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DAX. We are supported by Taco Bell. Ooh. Oh, man. We often 
do two recordings a day and we have this little nice lunch break that we enjoy and we're always craving something really yummy. Yes, something fresh, something high quality, something like the all new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell, which is Mm. exactly that. Mm. It's so yummy. It has slow roasted chicken, the pico, that purple cabbage and an avocado verde salsa sauce. Oh, delicious. Outrageous. The new Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burrito, and Quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina Chicken menu at Taco Bell now. I'm going to go even a step further. I think in life we all are aspiring to the realization that everything is about the person. When someone says something to you and you take offense to it, you generally will feel bad. But then if you can remind yourself, this is about them. They said that because they have their own thing and their own story going on. But for whatever reason, because when you say you're autistic, people actually now can go, oh, that's about Ricky. I don't need to be offended by that thing or feel less than or whatever right. thing got triggered. But they almost need a medical reason to realize everything Which someone says. Which I don't says. like. Right. But, it, but it's, it's true. true. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. And I don't like it for multiple reasons. I also like it because it works. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. But the reason I don't like it is because I don't think my oddness is because I'm autistic. I think that my autism gets in the way of me recognizing how other people receive my oddness, perhaps. Mm -hmm. When I booked my show, as we see it, about autism, I was very scared of promoting it. Mm. Of course. Because I was scared of being a spokesperson for something that I was still learning about. You said on Trevor Noah, this identity I wanted to take on, I didn't understand how to explain, and I didn't want to be obligated to be a spokesperson about a thing I was still learning about myself. I think that's so incredible, and I think so many people are in that situation, whatever thing they might represent. Yeah. The diagnosis where it was at first beneficial to me because people were like, oh, I get it now. I also found that some people in my life said, yeah, obviously. And some people said, that's not what autism is. Very few things aren't a spectrum, though. Dyslexia is a spectrum. Cancer is a spectrum. How bad is it? I would talk about it on stage. Sometimes it would just be electric. And then sometimes, what the fuck is he doing? When I got off stage, some people, especially parents of people with autism, would come up to me and you remind me of my son. And I love that you're speaking. And it made me feel really good because... I was doing it at first to shorthand explain things. And then it gave me something where people were connecting with me in a way that you both have talked about in this podcast is every human's need. Yeah. If I'm a parent of some younger kid who you remind me of, and I'm seeing you on stage be very competent and in control and having a life, you make me feel safe. It's made me feel You can have, my kid can have a future. You're doing great. I would love for my kid to be you. And that's what our, as we see it show has also done, especially that I've been going around and meeting so many families. Well, because when we talk about representation, like, We've talked about it for Indians a ton on the show for obvious reasons, but Apu is the only representation, right? And then likewise, Rain Man. Yeah, people like think that anyone autism from the is 80s, good at toothpicks. Yes, mm-hmm. that you can count cards and you, I mean, you can do that cool trick with the acronyms. A little C-T-W-T-A. unfortunate. <laughs> But talk about underrepresented, like that was the singular case that we all knew what autistic was. It meant you were a savant. Also, people afterwards would say, that's not what autism is. And they don't know. Also, I don't know. And then I started to get insecure. Am I selling something by explaining? Well, you didn't know me as a kid. You know, you don't know that a lot of the things that I've adapted to, you don't know what's going on in my head. I mean, that's not what I was saying. Right. And you mm-hmm. don't know what it's like for me. Just yeah. as much as I don't know what it's like for you, but it just felt dirty. The only thing that I felt I could do, which I also didn't like, but it was the best case scenario, is to just say, okay. But I didn't want to have to say okay anymore. 
So not only did I stop talking about this thing that 10 minutes ago I was so relieved to discover, it was like a superpower to me. If you were to find out you were dyslexic today, yeah. it wouldn't mean that now you read worse. It would just explain the way you Why think. Why it took me so fucking long So to it wasn't do it. Yeah, like yeah. something happened to me. It's just defining myself better yeah. and also giving me literal books. Well, there is comfort in understanding. Yes. Great comfort. Well, and I also think societally we love to know... Is it bothering you that I have one shoe on? Not at all. Okay. I'm still feeling a little worried that I did the Monica, Monica, Monica you didn't, joke. I, look, no, that's my insecurity. I can own that. I'm sorry that I brought you into that. Anyway, we like to know autism is a limitation. We know that. There are limitations. It comes with this dyslexia. It's a limitation. So what we don't like is to know that everyone actually has legit limitations mm. that we- All humans. Every human has one that and is as established as dyslexia. I wanna pile on that, that's a great point. It's almost like we operate with some fear that we have a finite amount of compassion and a finite amount of patience. So it's like, okay, I'm willing to give it to this guy in the wheelchair, but if I find out he was walking when he got home, I'm gonna feel very betrayed. I've noticed that people assume deaf people are kind. Whenever yes, you see somebody signing, exactly. you're like, well, that, look at this good person. Yes, not that they're yes, not. Yes. Well, but also if that person was rude, you'd be like, yeah, but I get it because they have a they limitation. Have I could see exactly. as opposed to not assuming David Foster Wallace has some speech and other people have paraphrased this logic before, but basically you don't know what the person in front of you is going through type of thing. But right. he really kind of spelled it out to explain. Not only do you not know, they are going through something that is unseen and ununderstandable to you at the moment. It doesn't mean you have to just allow people to take advantage of you. But I know. to have built in empathy that something is going on. Yeah. And that's what the autism thing I found did, which I didn't like that it was a cheat because that shouldn't be the thing. Exactly. Because everybody has a lot of things. Yes, 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 yes. And they're as embedded in your body and brain as autism, as dyslexia, as other things. Don't but give some them things the aren't defined. Yeah. Exactly. They're just not defined yet. This kind of comes into a lot of jurisprudence arguments. People think it's binary, that if you're to be compassionate towards a criminal, then the next step is they don't go to jail. And I'm always arguing, you can have both things. You can punish people for things and also be compassionate at what got them in that situation, try to figure out how to get less people in that situation. I feel like a lot of people looking at the Avengers model would understand <laughs> Thanos. Yeah, there's a lot of people. It's overpopulated. There's pollution. The world is being killed. I don't want half of the universe to die, but I get what he's doing. I haven't seen it, so I can't join I can't you in. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, basically the idea of when you're watching a movie or hearing a story where just having multiple dimensions to the villain and understand why, but not necessarily agreeing with the approach. Well, I think people are afraid. What's next? We're gonna so identify we're gonna... this person as, they don't have yes. to be held responsible. And this person doesn't have to be held responsible. Yeah, I think that doesn't they're... mean lack of responsibility. Yes, right, exactly. exactly. That's all I'm trying to delineate is the goal isn't to not have boundaries or to let people abuse you or take advantage of you. It is to not take things personal. If we minimally just recognize yeah. people were going through some shit, you don't need to make it about you. When you take it off of you, like what you said earlier, and when you could empathize and more specifically understand to accept the other person, if you step on my shoe, my shoe's still dirty. I could still be upset about it. I don't give a fuck that you're blind. Okay. Well. <laughs> It might at least offer additional perspective to where instead of me hating this person and I'm being triggered, I'm disappointed about this thing, but I get it. Yeah, because today I got some flack on Instagram, uh -oh. obviously. I was expecting this, but our other show, we did an episode on dog shows, which really was cat shows. Some people weren't crazy about that. But I don't like dogs. 
and that's hard for a lot of people. People are really bummed about that. Yes. Yeah, people do comment on that. I'm a dog guy. Yeah, I don't want dogs to die. It's not like I'm anti-dog. I just you just want them locked up. She's no. saying you just want them in the kennel. No, we get. She's it. not saying I dislike them. She's saying I don't like them. Yes, that's and also, the distinction for me. Mainly, it's about the owner. I don't think there are responsible dog owners. Well, there aren't responsible parents either, but Well, exactly. I think that's a problem when you're when you're on the phone and your dog's biting me. That's a problem for me. Mm. Anyway, I got some <laughs> flack about that. And then I was thinking it's so quote wrong to not like dogs, but it's based in legit fear and stuff that I'm not yeah. overcoming for you. <laughs> that's a limitation I have. May I? Yes. Two things. Kay. One, as a politician, I would phrase it as I'm not a dog person. And two, we're going to get some flack, but here we go. It's not the same stakes, but that is a similar mindset to racism that you've had a couple of experiences oh, with a couple no. of things that now condition. I'm 100% correct. No, you're no, no, not. I'm and I'm, 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 I was expecting someone to say something like this, oh, so I would like you to finish. Oh, you've already rehearsed well, then, this no, please, please go. Head. Oh, no, no. That inherently is my problem, that people are equating dogs to humans, and they are not the same. Humans should be prioritized over dogs. I eat cows, so... Take this for what it's worth, because yeah, I'm yeah, a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah, you eat cows. I've been eating a lot less meat recently. You eat chickens, I imagine? I, oh, fucking. Eat the fuck out of them, I eat right? the fuck out of a chicken, <laughs> yeah, but I've been doing a lot better. Oh, okay. And the main reason is I follow so many animals on Instagram, and I look at this thing. And listen, I couldn't say I like a lot of people. I eat people sometimes. I'm trying to eat them less. So right. I get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. Here we go. You're racist. No, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm, joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I was attacked by two Dobermans when I was like eight years old, and it scared the fuck out of me. Right. And my homeostasis with dogs is high alert. Good word. High alert or homeostasis? High alert. <laughs> high alert. Okay. Or just high, high. Uh -huh. Which is a big high. dog picture behind you both. <laughs> That's Dax's dog. Okay. Back to comedy, breaking the ice with some comedy. Thing. Close the loop. Right. As much as it was nice that people said this, that we like that we see our family and representation, I also hated the feeling so much of selling myself that not only did I stop talking about it on stage, I stopped talking about it. I got unbelievably depressed for a couple of years because directly analogous to the basketball thing, I'm the best player out there. Mm -hmm. I'm the first one picked. Not only is that not true. Not only am I often the last one picked, they didn't want me there. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I am the best. And by the way, not one person, enough to where I'm asked not to come for a little bit. Yeah. So I still don't get it. I believe it though. So now I'm basically walking around the beach with the blindfold on, trying not to cross the line in the sand that keeps moving. Uh -huh. So I'm just scared to walk. Because well, at this point you have no tools. You just have an awareness. Imagine you're an alcoholic, but not knowing which drinks have alcohol in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so yeah, you're just right. trying not to drink stuff. <laughs> yes. And then you're second guessing, and I still do it sometimes. I'm constantly apologizing. I'm mm -hmm. constantly saying, I'm sorry about the Monica thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly checking in, not because I think I did something wrong, but because I'm aware of the reality that most people will not say, Hey, Rick, I want to kind of resolve something. So yeah. I'm forcing a resolution to something that people aren't even thinking about. Well, explaining. you're right sometimes and you're wrong sometimes. So it's easier to stay home, yeah. not talk to people. Yeah. Order Postmates. You had some obsession with some deal. What was that? Stating a girl. You know me. <laughs> oh, man. You're um, always dating. Well, and this is relevant. She is very wealthy. Okay. On Postmates, there's a bachelor, bachelorette, Postmates deal, free delivery from anywhere. 
this is pre-COVID. So, you know, right. delivery was expensive. And I love Lucifer's Pizza. Shout out to you, by the way, Dex, yeah, who turned I me on to it. They pizza. have a great gluten-free. Beautiful. They don't deliver. It's $12 on top of the za, so I don't get it. But today, I know I'm getting it. Yeah. All day I'm thinking about it. You I'm build out. your whole weekend around it. Yeah. I do remember driving Sunday afternoon thinking about, I could even go pick it up because I'm on my way home. It's like, nope, fuck it. Bring it to me, baby. Yes, of course. I type in all the modifications. I don't know, three minutes of typing things. <laughs> at the time, I had an Instagram account, Jumods, which was all, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much, by the way. I, Basil helps me digest. <laughs> and I type it all in and then the discount isn't there. And I'm like, what is going on? And I tried it again and it wasn't working. And my then girlfriend was like, I'll order. And that's why I say it's relevant because also she has a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a money thing. It's a, no, I was getting this. I was told this. Yeah. And like a lawyer, I've never finished a book. I read an hour of terms and conditions. And, and then at the end, it says, while supplies last. And I'm like, what supply? Oh. Yeah, of drivers? I'm spinning. Whatever you think of autism, what you think it is, yeah. see me cross like covering my ears, rocking while this beautiful rich girl is like, dude, I'm just ordering sushi. And I'm like, just, I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting anything. There's another story of something that feels superficial to acknowledge, but there was this offer for this job that a lawyer messed up and oh, I lost yeah. I was a, a part lot of, of money. Yeah. And I was upset the same day, but I'm on the floor rocking about this pizza. And the difference was that offer wasn't closed. I never had the money. Anymore. You hadn't decided that was what was happening. Right. It's that, an expectation. Yeah. And something that I learned as a common trait with autism is a difficulty adapting to situations. Of course, I would much rather the money. But chemically, for whatever reason, it didn't feel like the money was taken from me. It Injustice. felt like I didn't get it. This is what's so fascinating. So whatever the Venn diagrams are, right? Like I'm not autistic that I know about, but I had so much OCD stuff as a kid, mm -hmm. right? And then I have major moments like that throughout my life too so it's like there's just all this weird overlap so a lot of people think autism is a spectrum as far as where are you on the spectrum right are you at one are you at ten technically that's not what the spectrum means the spectrum is a spectrum of maybe there's a better term for this but i'll call them character traits uh -huh. that everybody has at some level obsessive compulsive disorder uh, yeah. anxiety difficult with shorts speech, a love of shorts <laughs> stomach issues nonverbal, not picking up on facial expressions a hyper focus in certain things yeah. difficulty adapting not recognizing alternative perspectives all these things right where everybody could be like oh i connect to that i relate to that the way it's diagnosed is if you have four or five of these, what I'll call character traits, at a certain level, I don't know how this means, I can't diagnose somebody. Yeah. So having OCD doesn't mean you're well, autistic. blows our last part of the show. Which is what? I was gonna have you diagnose Monica and I. <laughs> Give us a number. <laughs> but the other funny thing is, you gotta layer in the childhood. You and I are from similar areas. You're from a Cleveland suburb, I'm from a Detroit suburb. I won't speak for Cleveland. Where I was from, you paid a pretty hefty price for being abnormal. <laughs> There was some physical threats around every corner. From your peers, like kids? From my peers. Right. It was a violent group of kids. And also, I had to have a defense ready for everything. Like, I walked around with three things in my back pocket, how I would defend myself about this and about that. Not literally, but just comebacks. Comebacks, yeah, right. because I felt like I was getting attacked a lot. And then the voice, right? So the voice, you're doing the thing on stage. You're telling people are autistic. Oh my God, people are going to think I'm profiting from this or I'm lying about this. So that too, for me, is the voice in my head from where I'm from. If I say I'm molested, my first thing I hear is like, you need so much attention. 
What do you need? Sympathy? You need attention? Right. I don't know how much I consciously connect with them thinking I'm doing it for sympathy or attention. I get what you're saying. I just think of it as less specific and just judgment. Maybe that's what they're judging. And I haven't connected that that's the thing because I wasn't bullied as okay. a kid. I also wasn't included. Similar to me thinking I'm the first one picked. I actually grew up thinking I had friends. People liked me. Yeah. It wasn't until an adult that I recognized I didn't. Nobody mm. was mean to me, though. Okay. Like you thought you and Dax connected at Werewolves and Mafia. That's a great yeah. actual example of that. Right. I would call friends to play over and they couldn't. I didn't realize. I remember I called a buddy for a year. And instead of saying, Rick, I don't want to, you wrestle too aggressively and I don't want you to touch me so much. Right. They would say, my mom won't let me. So I would ask if their mom could talk to my mom. About and the my wrestling mom, rules? About whatever. Yeah. My mom did all the time. Because my mom also, I guess, believed. So now moms have to lie to yeah. my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just keeps going up the hill. Your mom's like, can I speak to your manager? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to play outside because there's a lot of kids in my neighborhood and we would play basketball or frisbee because the kids didn't say go away. But whenever they would go inside, they'd say you're not allowed inside. I know it didn't feel good, but I didn't know. I had no idea. Obviously, like everything, this becomes your greatest sword. You're compulsive. Your fucking show, the fact that you're doing all this on your own and you've got all these cameras running and then you're going to edit the whole thing and then yeah. you're going to put in this animation, that is you obsessing about the fucking coupon. So like on one hand, it's very much serving you. And so it's this great asset. I want to acknowledge, Monica, what you said about limitations, which exists, but with obstacles also come strengths. And a lot yeah, of times absolutely. I think of people having attribute points in a video game and you have 100 points. And when you're down a few on these, you have extra points to give to other places. Mm -hmm. And that's also where it goes into expectation of, am I weaker, dumber, slower, more annoying? Or is it in a culture of more neurotypical people whose expectations are different than mine? It clashes. Mm -hmm. And that's why I connect so strongly and people who have these eccentricities and differences it doesn't mean that our differences are the same but when someone says to me hey dude do you mind putting your phone face up or whatever their made up thing I won't get it, but I get what it's like to have things. So sure, it's easier sure. to accept. Right. I come into your house and I'm going to take my shoes off. It's a big thing for you. And it's wild to me that that's not a thing for everybody. Right, that's just logical. I, like, a lot of people do have that rule. Yeah. Well, some people. Yeah. I call my podcast Take Your Shoes Off because that's the gateway into all the other things. Yeah. Put your phone in the phone cleaner, wash your hands. <laughs> but again, it doesn't bother me cleaner. in one iota when I come over and I got to take my shoes off. Now, in general, I don't like having my shoes off. I'm mm. someone that would wear shoes in my bed if I thought that was sanitary. But I have no intention of eating anything off my floor or putting my tongue on it. So I don't really care how dirty the floor is. I'm not going to be face to face with the floor. Right. I eat off my floor. Oh, well, that makes there total sense. Go. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it has nothing to do with the other broader topic. Okay. We talked about undateable. But then what was great is you kind of took those frustrations you were feeling and then you made this show, a digital show called The Sixth Lead, which is just you. It's your own thing. And you're making a show, making fun of the fact that you're the sixth lead on this show. And it's brilliant. There's a particular episode with you and Sam Richardson oh where God, he's at the great. guard check. Yeah, he's that a, is just I'll laugh and I break sometimes, but I'm really good at staying in character. Yes. Not an issue for me. I laughed so many times uh -huh. with him. He is truly one of the funniest people in the world. He yes. is someone that I just like incrementally every yeah. single time. Well, wow, he was perfect in that thing. Oh uh -huh. my God, he's in this thing. This, wow, that was hard to be perfect. In. He was perfect before he started filming when he was wearing his security guard outfit and I was still setting up. Also, this is the first time I got to direct something where we have craft services, we have security guards and he's sitting between one of the security guards and craft services as a security guard talking <laughs> for me to hear when I wasn't necessarily there, just asking people, what are you guys filming over here? You know, it just oh comes God. in his belt in the front, uh -huh. you know, security guard posture. Yeah, he's incredible. 
inevitable. So I already thought you were brilliant. Then I also think you're one of the best follows on Instagram. It's worth saying that in your, is still in your bio, Jewish heartthrob? Mm. Is that part of your bio? Yeah. Yeah, so you're a self-proclaimed Jewish heartthrob. Although technically it's now official. I saw that this morning when you were dating Betty. Some article I saw said Betty steps out with Jewish heartthrob in quotes. Is that what you're talking about? No, they must be all over the place. There was another one where it was for our show, but the cover was a picture of me and Jewish heartthrob and other autistic. (laughs) (laughs) Jewish heartthrob was the lead. Well, you were described in this kind of tabloidy piece as a Jewish heartthrob in quotes. Yeah, there's been a few few of those. That's so great. And another great thing you do is you do a Glassman bop. Yeah. Will you explain to people what a Glassman bop is? You get them and you get them good. <laughs> so what does that mean? If someone happens to step out of line. Oh. I don't like to acknowledge trolls because you just open the door. But sometimes when somebody throws a lob ball, listen, I hate to do it, but they got to get not. bopped. Glassman bop. Oh, God. <laughs> so yeah. he makes fun of them. But most importantly, it's hashtag Glassman bop. <laughs> and listen, people love to get bopped. It's a rite oh, of passage. Right. It's like being brought over to the couch on Carson. That's right. It's like a friar's roast. Yeah. It's just you've made it if you've yeah. been Glassman bop. To bopped. a stranger that calls me a Jew fuck. <laughs> you know, come over to the couch, buddy. <laughs> So great Instagram follow. I encourage everyone. What is your handle on Instagram? It's very simple. It's at Rick Glassman. That is really simple. And the at sign, not at. A-R-G. You also had a really funny Phantom account. And I think you granted me access to it, which is the fake facts. I don't use it anymore, but we were good at that. I revisited that a few months ago. Oh, you did? Yeah. There was all these different Twitter accounts where they would give you random facts. And they got quite popular. Okay. So Ricky invented one. Oh. And he would make up facts. The theme of it wasn't to be outrageous. It was to be, this seems real. Yeah, so you had to write a fact that seemed plausible, Monica. Mm, Okay. We would write them together. It was so fun for me because I didn't even know. And I would see, ooh, Dax posted something. Yeah, he invited me into the account. Crazy earth facts. Yeah, that's what it was called. Crazy earth facts. Here's some of them. The only difference between Thousand Island dressing and the secret sauce on the McDonald's Big Mac is, get this, whipping cream. (laughs) (laughs) Seems believable right could be believable yeah this one was yours i know every genus of ant masturbates by sucking its own penis (laughs) okay that sounds like you yeah are you Uh, sure yeah okay tom hanks and will smith are the only two actors to lead in at least five movies in a row which grossed over 100 million (laughs) dollars oh that's great i would totally believe that yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. chicago is home to 382 fortune 500 companies more than 75 percent the next largest (laughs) occupier is new york city with 45 companies (laughs) yeah that's great so they're not funny yeah but once you know that they're not you know i'm really disappointed in mine i wish you would have found a better let me i'm sorry let me look no it's okay i can live with it you're a nemesis to fact checker Pizza Hut was originally named Pizza Hutch cartoon, <laughs> and featured cartoon rabbits on all signage. A copyright lawsuit forced the change. Oh, my God. That was you? No, that was me. That's this one's great. yours. I'll read one last one because okay. talking about Rain Man, bring it all together. This is yours involving toothpicks. The great grandfather of Harold Pickford, the manufacturer of the first toothpick, was one of eight men to sign the 1763 Treaty of Paris. Oh, that's good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think I would be encouraged by yours, like, oh, you went European. Well, there was right before this, says the toothpick was first manufactured by inventor Harold Pickford, great uncle of screen legend Mary Pickford. Oh, I think that one was mine. Okay, right. And then I added to it. Are you going to keep some of those in? Yeah. No. A couple. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that I'm really promoting on this is this account that I'm locked out of on Twitter. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by Sleep Number. Oh, mattresses can be a pretty big purchase. It's kind of like a home. You and your partner have to shop around for one that you'll both love that's comfortable and suited to your preferences. 
Well, I'm about to make your lives a whole lot easier. Instead of hopping around from store to store, just check out Sleep Number Smart Beds. They're designed for you and your partner's ever-evolving sleep needs. When you see it, you'll know it's the one. I mean, this just changed the lives of my bride and I. The fact that we didn't have to compromise on the firmness of the mattress and the fact that it can evolve as we evolve is incredible. Sleep Number is great because it's all about what you need. You can adjust the firmness to your ideal settings on each side, perfect for couples. The smart beds respond and adjust to your movements throughout the night to help you sleep better. My Sleep Number is an 85. Whether you need something with more support or something to help quiet the snores, Sleep Number has you covered. So sleep better together with a Sleep Number smart bed. It's the only bed that lets you make each side firmer or softer whenever you like your Sleep Number setting. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We are supported by Men's Warehouse. When you wear a tailored Men's Warehouse outfit, it makes you feel confident, like you can do anything. Whether it's a snappy suit that makes you want to dance at a wedding like no one is watching, or a smart casual outfit that gives you the confidence to nail a job interview. Yep, you should give Men's Warehouse a shot, and here's why. Men's Warehouse is the only nationwide men's clothing store that has a tailor in every store to fit your suit, shirt, jeans, etc. to your bod. Men's Warehouse features clothes from the best brands in the fashion world like Vera Wang, Kenneth Cole, and Calvin Klein. Men's Warehouse isn't just suits, they have jeans, t-shirts, shoes, hats, and even underwear. The tailoring is game-changing. It really makes a huge difference in people's outfits if it's tailored to your body. You could have a billion dollar suit and if it doesn't fit it looks terrible yeah agreed yeah it's key men's warehouse is everywhere with 600 plus locations nationwide so if you need one and you will there's one near you feel like you can do anything in an outfit from men's warehouse visit your men's warehouse store or click or tap to shop online we are supported by Celebrity Cruises. I know what you think. As long as you're on vacation, you're happy. But the truth is, some vacations are better than others. And there's one that's better than all of them. Celebrity Cruises. With rooms, food, and service like theirs, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And you won't have to with all the places Celebrity goes. They even have weekend Caribbean escapes if you're short on time. So visit Celebrity.com, contact your travel advisor, or call 1-800-CELEBRITY and see why nothing comes close to Celebrity Cruises. Ships Registry, Malta, and Ecuador. Okay, you do this great show as we see it. It's incredible. I think it's so ironic and lovely that you ended up working with Kadams. I think there's something really incredible about that. Yeah, I saw an announcement for his show. And then when I got an audition, I messaged you. But I just wanted to tell you, how cool is this? Yes. Also about yes. this thing, autism, that I was just diagnosed with a couple years ago. Yes. Yeah. I think you and I benefited from the same kind of work environment. I'll speak for myself. I'm not going to really shine if you ask me to do something maybe Lawrence Olivier can do. Or if I got to say everything exactly right and it's got to be the thing you imagine in your head i'm not probably the best at executing what was in your head but if you let me find my way into it i can do something kind of good and there's the huge latitude to do that when you work for jason katums speaking specifically of you and parenthood wow the show is fantastic but i remember i watched it after i got this audition because i'd never seen it before i thought i would only watch a couple episodes to learn the tone that he was doing i watched the whole thing in less than a month and <laughs> i remember messaging you you're so good and yes. you said you had a tangible part of a reason to it which is 
There's three cameras going at the same time. All the improv is picked up. You don't have to burn by doing so many takes to where you lose it. You don't have to worry about whose coverage is whose. You don't have to worry about the blocking as much. And all of those things have in common is you don't have to worry. You're out of your head. You get to just be present. Yeah. So there's, you, there's no just fear. a confidence of knowing if you do something that's not in your coverage, you're like, oh, I want to try to do that again. Yeah. yeah there's none of that. It sucks then. And also the days are shorter or the scenes at least are shorter. You get to stay in a pocket. And that happens in comedies. Kirby enthusiasm is that way. It inspired the six lead. I mean, it's just bad Kirby enthusiasm. You're just picking up everything. And comedies could do that. But dramas never do that. Yeah. I told you, you're going to be miserable for the rest of your career. It's like as flying I've coach been. after first class. <laughs> yes, or maybe yeah. even worse. It's Thank a brilliant you. show with brilliant actors. And everyone's doing a great job. And I'm just like, oh, my God, he's doing all the things. It feels so cool to do, like, acting. Yes. You know? <laughs> and then you and I were in the exact same situation again. I had only done comedies before I did mm -hmm. Parenthood. I'm on Parenthood. My instincts to go out and promote Parenthood was some weird thing in my mind about I'm a comedian or whatever the thing is. There's a transition. Yeah. And fear that if I'm just a guy out there that they're saying acted well in the show, that that wouldn't be enough or something. And then to watch you launch into this, knowing that oh, I'm going to have to talk about autism. That's not how I wanted to be on talk shows. And also very scared that if I make jokes, you know, I'm only five years into recognizing I'm always on. I'm always making jokes. And now it's not about me. It's about the show. And it's yeah. also about a community of people that is much bigger than what I am while I'm in this odd position to be speaking for them, which I now know isn't what it is. Right. Now I know that it is a person speaking on their specific experience. Dr. Stephen Shore has a quote that is, if you've met one individual with autism, it means you've met one individual with autism. Everyone's yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was inversely to what you were wanting to do, but the same worry. A bunch of racket. I didn't want to do jokes because am I allowed? And during the press as we were doing, I didn't know jokes. And then I made one and I was, oh my God. And I called Jason. Jason, was this okay? And he goes, it's fine. So then a little bit more jokes and a little bit more yeah. jokes. And then by the end of it, I'm just up there doing stand-up. <laughs> you know? Sure, sure. Two sincere things. Then yeah. bing, bang, boom. Well, um, that's who you are. Yeah. There was a I lot of... Jokes. That was our most busy texting phase. Your launch of this show, as we see it, took off and you were starting to book a lot of stuff. I remember you get... Um, when they dress you. You get a stylist. Yes, a budget. stylist. Yeah. And they give you a budget. And a season one streaming show doesn't have as big of a budget. So they gave a budget for me to go on the daily show we were doing a lot of zoom press which was waist up sure they gave me budget for waist up i had to pay <laughs> 250 bucks <laughs> so i could get some pants to go with this out of my own money when i'm uh. flying to promote the show and that didn't sit well with me right it became a little bit of a so, coupon so what i wanted to do was acknowledge it Sure. By not also having to pay the 250 So my bit was, and I texted you about this, I wanted to go out there in a jacket, shirt, tie, groomed, but below some shorts and swim trunks and sandals or something. Uh -huh. And have it be brought up when I walk up, because you only see that on the walk up, by the way. So it's not this loud thing to have Trevor have asked me what is going on and say, Amazon didn't have a budget. Yeah. for so They um, only had waste up. Yeah. Despite the fact that I'm saying this publicly now, you said not only would that possibly make Amazon look like your shots are fired, you're still Starting something off as a joke, and you said this about my podcast once because I do so much on it, and I do all these animations and jokes, and I do all this work, and I worry when I see other people starting to do similar things, and you said to me, it's not all the extra that make your podcast what it is, it's you meaning me, as it is, I'm sure, for anybody. Yeah. That was very nice. Yeah. Well, more specifically, people were starting to bite your shit. People Quite were starting to imitate yeah. what you did on your podcast. And I said, don't worry. You're the draw of the podcast. That other stuff's fun, little flourish. But they can't steal their way into being you. And you're the real 
star of the thing. Well, that's what you said about this, because I wanted to be funny. You Enough. can't go be a boring guest, Ricky. If you tried to go out and be vanilla, you can't. You don't have that gear. I know when somebody is laughing, no yeah. one could fake laugh. I know a real laugh. It's very positive. I have to imagine from your story and your history, the draw of the stage, which is there's very little to interpret. Mm -hmm. It's on or it's off. If it's not a genuine got him, yeah. then I have ba no uh, idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. if you don't glassman bop them. <laughs> you had convictions just like me, which is why I love interacting with you. I feel like the I'm arguing with funny. myself yeah. Yeah. when I'm arguing with you on these texts. And I was getting like really passionate. I love you, don't do this. You got a really, little aggressive one of I them. I got aggressive one of them, yeah. yeah. And I apologize and I tell you it's because I love so you so great. much. It was a nice FaceTime. Yeah, that's right. I needed you to see my face. I even put my phone a little high so I looked my best for you. <laughs> <laughs> All this to say... I see you on Trevor Noah and I cried. I like welled up immediately. I had some tears fall down. I am so glad that he chose this route. It was beautiful. It was memorable. It was more memorable than any joke you would have made. Happy. It's a completely different interview if we don't do that FaceTime. But I'm it was, so glad no. I didn't because it was very validating the response I got from that. It's still being received so well. The other version would have contradicted the things that were received so well. And it really made me feel so nice that I don't have to be, even though I want to be all the time, I don't have to be that well, thing. Right. Well, Ricky, it's the journey we hope to all go on and get to, which is I'm enough. I'm enough on my worst day. I'm enough on my best day. I'm enough for people to like me and love me. And you're beyond enough. Thanks. Yeah. Let's just be honest. You and I have both been lucky enough to absorb some of Kadem's cachet. Yeah. Something happened by me being associated with him that people started taking me much more seriously. He does present the opportunity to thrive and be mm -hmm. your best, which you were and you were. He's a magician. He can make that space for people, but you showed up in that space. It's yes. also cool to be funny. It's just cool. People like that. But when you're able to <laughs> show something else, even if it's just a little of something else, Gerard Carmichael, you had on yeah, recently, yeah, yeah. he said to me once, People just need to know you could walk and chew gum at the same time. Even though everybody could walk and chew gum, mostly. <laughs> yeah. That people have to see it first. For sure. So for them to be able to see us in something other than, we got a camera over there. <laughs> yeah. you know, we got a camera right there. They're like, yeah. oh, we could chew gum too. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Just be still, be alive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, believably alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People need to find this. There's one you demonstrate different acting. This is before, as we see it. This is one of my favorite things you did, is you would do the many different versions of crying. Cry acting. Cry acting. Gum chew acting. Gum chew acting. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of a workshop you provide for people that are maybe getting into the business. I see people doing things that they feel they don't need to practice and scene because it's a downbeat, but it takes me out. When people wake up and open their eyes, oh. mm. Sorry. Without yawning oh. or, or finding the light <laughs> is a thing. You know, it's just like, hey, buddy, I'm out. Now yeah. I'm asleep. Yeah. I see it too when people are cheersing or they're carrying a cup of coffee, but there's no weight in it. Yeah. Oh, it's and, right. and it's just right. like. Or the bag of groceries that's got styrofoam in it. Yeah, with just one baguette Ooh, and some leaves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, if you don't believe it, why am I watching you? Yeah. I would try to give people lessons on the downbeats. Yeah. It's okay. kind of like an act of service. Yeah. It's kind of one of the many philanthropic things you do. Yeah. So I just threw such a curveball at you yeah. before you got here. I said, uh, do you have a portable keyboard? Mm. You're like, yeah, I already left the house to get coffee. And blah, blah. I was like, okay, no, no, no problem. And then you show up with anything but a portable keyboard. I hadn't left. I was nervous because the last time I played was probably when Kristen came over a year and a half ago. <laughs> but so I think it's just an adorable thing that you're able to do. And I wanted to hear you play. Sure, I'll play a little something. A little Glassman Bob. But before I do, I want to say 
I listen to two podcasts. Shout out to Eric Griffin. I listen to his podcast. Oh, what's his? Tell me about his. Uh, Griffin with Griffin. Oh. He's a comedian. I just officiated his wedding. Oh, oh my God. God. Uh, wow. Uh, Another parallel. Last week. Did you just do that? I just did it two months ago. Was it your first time? Fir- yeah. Did you love it? I was so nervous. Ah. And now my rate is going to be so expensive. Uh-huh. I was so happy how happy he was with it and yeah. the response I got. Because also, I did it in front of a lot of comedians. Ooh. Some of which really got in my head when I'm walking through and they don't know I'm officiating. I'm friends with a lot of these guys and I'm friendly with a lot of these guys. Yeah. Part of the friendly group, mm-hmm. I heard say, not for me to hear, is Ricky really doing this? Oh. oh. You know, and, and I get it. Yeah, and it was just, I was really nervous, but it went really well. Did you have this moment? I'm in my head. Oh, I got to write a thing. I cannot make it about myself. That's very hard for me to yeah. do. Like to write something about, I hate to say that, but it's true. My go-to is either to be self-deprecating, whatever the thing is, it's always about me. But of course, it's got to be about them. So that's its own hurdle. I hope I did this good. And then what I never thought about until it was happening was I'm standing between two people making this commitment to each other in front of everyone. And I'm in the triangle with them. And I'm a part of it. And oh, my God, do I love this. Did you have that? I actually had a not making it about me pass that I consciously (laughs) did. After I wrote, I called my mom. Instead of saying, Eric did this for me. To make it Eric is the kind of friend who does this. And like an actual tangible. And it also made me, I really did say a lot of eyes. (laughs) But I knew knew enough to call my mom and remove some. I am like your mom. (laughs) (laughs) I brought that up because I listen randomly to podcasts here and there. But I listen to Eric's podcast and I listen to this. And so cool that I got to do this. So thank you both for having me. Well, again, people should definitely go listen to yours. Take your shoes off. Again, you can listen to Monica. You can learn more about Monica. And then... And you and I did the thing that you were worrying we didn't do on yours twice, which is just total chaos and laughing hysterically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just nonstop bits. You guys are audio only listeners usually. But because I do so much editing and animation, if you watch YouTube, give it a look on YouTube. Oh, you prefer people watch it on YouTube? I prefer people digest however they would. There's so much more on there YouTube. Is. There of all is. Because of all the visual. All the camera content. switches and yeah. edits. Do you think some people don't come on because they're like, I'm afraid I'm going to look like shit? Maybe. I remember you said when I was first starting, one of the reasons you don't do a video, and Kristen co-signed on this, that especially a lot of females feel that, I mean, not just feel like, they are judged and critiqued by the way they're dressed and or look or don't look. You were worried that people wouldn't feel as comfortable. I don't think that's the case. My biggest objection is I think I am more self-conscious when I know I'm being filmed, and I think a lot of people are more self-conscious when they're being filmed. What I want you to pay attention to is the story the person's telling you, and I don't want you distracted with like, oh, did they get their haircut? Are their bangs shorter than this? Are they Like, I do it, and I say that with zero judgment. I don't think every show needs to be that way, but just the reason I will never want to do video is, A, I think people are more open and honest because they don't feel like they're being looked at. And then secondly, there's no distraction. This only exists in your ears. I also like acknowledging when Monica looked away or if somebody's posture or something, we comment on these things so much especially because I'm learning. Are you really curious about the time when you checked your watch or do you want to leave? Yeah, like yeah, to yeah. not have to get out all the exposition of body language that I'm questioning. They it works both perfect work. for your yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you were being watched either of you when you were on mine? Do you recall? I don't. Full actually. honesty, I look like shit on yours. Oh. I'm also at a point where I don't really care that I don't look good, but I just objectively, I look like shit. I'm aware of that. Joel. Well, if you ever come back on Full either of you and you're unhappy with the way you look, I could blur your face. (laughs) My mom does commercials with me sometimes and she doesn't like her stomach showing. Uh She puts a pillow over her, but if not, there's been times where, and it's frame by frame, it's just my mom's head or animate a cartoon body. I wonder if I could wear like a mask. But you won't know if you don't look until you see it, right? 
I know. Oh, I don't think you I'm can be fucking... objective about that. Okay. Why don't you hop on the keys? Why don't you tickle the ivories for us? Okay. TTI. Tickle the ivories? Okay. I will never find another lover Sweeter than you, oh. sweeter than you. Wow. Oh man! I will never find another lover more precious than you. Oh. More precious than you, girl. You are. So the thing is, <laughs> I do not, you know, unless comedically sing. And for whatever reason, I'm playing the piano in your attic, and I felt the confidence not in my voice but in the vulnerability it's yeah. so uncomfortable to do that yeah I'm something, proud of you there's something it's being naked yes. yeah and I'll tell you, you went oh no I didn't no, we I went oh I expected you to tickle the ivory I didn't know you were going to tickle I didn't, your cords I, I wasn't planning on it you tickled, <laughs> I had an apple earlier you tickled the cords yeah. and it got me pun intended Yes. Do you sing? Terribly. Would you pull up the lyrics or something? Absolutely. Monica, do you sing? You know, no. I love to sing. She can sing and won't sing. I can't sing and will sing. It's so, like a Sam I am. It's a... <laughs> Dr. Seuss? <laughs> Dr. Seuss. All right, what lyrics am I playing? Uh, your song, Elton John. And we'll bear with each other as I don't know how much I remember of what. But really quick, it's called Your Song? Yes. Do you oh. not know By it? Elton John? Yeah. I'm so sure when good. I hear it, I will. Your Song. It's in Mulan Rouge. I would have rather done Benny and the Jets, but that's fine. Well, well you know it, right? Could you I, help him along? Uh, no. <laughs> I do know it, and no, I cannot help him along. Because it's I, embarrassing I, to sing? Yeah. Yeah, I know it it's is. It's too vulnerable. I can't do it. If, I did sing Happy Birthday for <clears throat> Rob's birthday. With it's other people. It's a little with bit him. funny. Yeah, yeah, you know the song, this right? feeling inside. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this will be a duet. Are we swapping off or are we just sing at the same time? Uh, I'll harmonize with you where I feel it, but I don't really <laughs> remember what's happening. So I got to. You got to concentrate out. on the keys. Okay. It's a little bit funny. This feeling inside. I'm not one of those who can easily follow me. Follow hide. me. <laughs> I don't really hide. I don't have much money, but boy, if I did, I'd buy a big house where we both could live. We'll keep it going, though. Okay, okay. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't at the bridge. Okay, okay wait. No, if, no, 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 no. If, if I was a sculpture. But then again. No, or a man who makes potions. No, I jumped ahead. Traveling show. Oh, I know it's not much, but it's the best I can do. Whoops. Yep. <laughs> my gift is my song. Oh my God. So, yeah. I can't hear myself that well. And this song's for you. <laughs> How's this go, Ricky? And, and, and okay, here, here, I'll do the okay, next okay, one. Okay. It might be quite simple, but <laughs> oh, I would have loved to practice. <laughs> da, 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 da. Whatever. I hope you don't mind. Oh, I hope you. I hope oh you don't mind. Oh, there it is. Oh, I hope you this don't mind. This is my moment. This is my moment. Okay, okay. We both doing this for Downy Okay, whatever. How <laughs> wonderful life is while you're in the world. 
I sat on the roof and I kicked off the mass. <laughs> I'm just ending it. So here's a perfect example of me wanting to go someplace and shining, but mm. also knowing, you know what? Fuck me if we're just not enough. We you were enough. That was its own experience. Oh, I kind of want a second run in it. I do. No. Yeah. No. I would have loved to have practiced. And I think if I adopted a character voice in it, I could have potentially... Sure. You know what I'm saying? Let's try one more song. Oh, my heart will go on. That's oh, wait, what he's playing. That? Wait, my heart will go on by Elton John? Um... Celine Dion. Celine, oh, yeah. my heart will go on by Celine. Titanic song. These are these are big swings. Elton they John. are. In my dreams, oh. I see you. How I feel. Oops, can't know. Okay, okay. okay, we'll do it again. Whenever you're ready, Dax, you got it. I don't know the song, but every night, every you don't night know this song. No, All right, Monica will sing it. No, okay. I won't. We'll start from the top. Oh, I no. can't be a peer pressure. There we go from the top. I won't do it. I'll follow you, Ricky, and then I'll, once I get the pattern, I'll take over. Better way of doing that. No. Get it. Ever You're there. You are. Where are we at? <laughs> Make sure this is how your podcast opens. Okay. Oh and my god. It sounds we like are. we're on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Post god. Wow. Iceberg. wow, wow, wow. Should we start booking theaters now Oof. to perform? I think there's going to be a groundswell of demand. You're you know? very good on those ivories. Yeah. Thank you. I would yeah. love to show off. I want to practice for a month together yeah well for a month and then you practice for a month and then revisit <laughs> oh okay so i think we'll, we'll go get each other's way if we practice together uh, okay so we'll go our own way and then we'll hope that we were practicing the same thing and then we'll just hit play well it will fire the pistol yeah i would like to i could play something on the keys while you drum but we don't treat it as a joke i would love to jam ding, with ding, you ding. we figure something out and then let me take it and mm -hmm. then maybe produce something with it put it through auto tune and then monica oh mm -hmm. uh, Oh, vocal track in the we, dark we could do some vocals maybe if i do like sia no one can see me that's why i say in the dark we'll get it yeah. pitch black in the studio okay. i could do that. yeah we could bring you over to the studio too and you could sit in there alone one candle alone it's nice with your lyrics Ooh, that would be a great song to sing 
Alone. One candle? Alone. That's a big I swing. I love ballads, oh. Monica. Oh, I can tell. That's if I, whole if I'm not going to cry, why am I playing? Okay. That's, that's a good fair, point. That's fair. Very little drumming in ballads. Uh, you know what else I love is I love Disney. But you're playing this from your head. You have no music in front of you. How are you doing this? Um, That's how I, I, I'm able to play by ear and figure stuff out. Wow. But it takes a little bit. And then also you get nervous when you're doing it around other people. Like, oh, sorry, sorry. Do you know any Billy Joel songs? Because I think I can sing like Billy Joel. I tell myself that in the car. Oh. He's just do How are you doing this? Yes, that's it. Listen to this. See this? The regular crowd shovels in. There's an old man sitting next to me Making love to his tonic and gin Son, can you play me a memory? I'm not really sure how it goes But it's sad and it's sweet And I knew it complete When I wore a younger man's clothes could you drum to this? I don't even know. There's no drums in this song. I, I want to oh, be able to sing. That, when yes. I say what my superpower yes. would be, to sing like Adele. Assuming Thunder they're human out. superpowers and not being yeah. able to like Fly. make yeah, money. Smell really well. Yeah, make your own money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Singing would be mine. <laughs> yes. Make your own money would be a human one, so you'd have to pick. I don't even need to sing like Adele. In fact, this is going to sound tacky, but I, I don't like to compare myself to other people. Uh -huh. I yeah. would like to sing to like the best version of myself. I would like to be oh. able to sing the way I hear it in my head. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm there. Yeah. That's what's stuff. It's not like, what am I doing? I know what I want to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like going to play basketball when you're just older and you're not in shape. Yeah. And like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. But I'm tripping. Yeah. Yep. And I'm hurting. It's like we were born old when it comes to singing. Ooh, deep. Yeah. I actually wrote a song about really? I was 34 <laughs> when I found my voice. No, but I don't know, man. <laughs> but when people can sing, so that's what I love. I mean, Kristen did when she came over, but I have people come over, especially in my old place when I was playing the piano more, and I get to be part of it with them. Megan Trainer came over, and we literally wrote a pop song. She was there for hours. Oh, my God. And like the last half hour, I just edited it down. It's like this song. And I feel like these famous musicians come over and they all work for my rich dad and they have to be like yes. all right rick and they yes. let me play i am being silly but genuinely saying try it's not gonna sound good but go yeah not that yeah. Like, oh, 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 oh. Like, hey, like asking yeah. for the run because Directing they could do them. it yeah yeah well i'm a producer i guess yeah but they're in my living room and like josh groban came over in a tuxedo oh my on God. my balcony oh. singing his heart while out. i had without anybody knowing because i'm on the second floor i had in full black tie attire a cellist and a violinist oh and my. we're playing i'm playing all right you know i practiced yeah. a little sure, sure it's josh groban yeah and there's a cellist and a violinist and i'm thinking these people who live in this complex how lucky they for must them. be so excited i'm since become friends with them but i just moved in and i knocked on everyone's door that we're going to be doing this yes some people said okay some people didn't answer cut to a few hours later after josh and i do the podcast now we're setting up while they're tuning a neighbor came out and we didn't get into some of the things i've noticed facial expressions but i've learned what certain things mean. Like yeah. when people squint and they lean forward, they want to hear more. But if mm. they squint and they lean back, it's too much. <laughs> oh, and good I, cue. I noticed the posture. So I said, hey, I just want to let you know we'll be doing this 
20 minutes tops. I apologize. I was about to say I knocked on your door, but missed you. Yeah. And he goes, well, you know, we could hear you, right? And he was a little protective, I'll say. You know, listen, here's this guy that moved in who's being loud. He doesn't know. Yeah. But also my defensive instincts were, enjoy the fucking concert guy. Yeah, yes, free concert. You know, it's Josh Groban and a literal orchestra. Yeah. You don't have Metallica out there with fucking Marshall Stacks, like blowing him off the... Enjoy that! <laughs> also a great show. You should yes. be so lucky. But I understand, and there was miscommunication. He was lovely afterwards. But like having these people come over and getting to be this part of this thing, because I can't sing it. Truly, there is some voyeuristic oh, thing in me. Awesome. Listen, I experienced it once in my life, and it's one of the biggest natural highs I've ever had in my life is I got to do a song with Reggie Watts. Mm, that's oh, cool. Oh, sure. I was singing and making noises. <laughs> I came on Hinch. I was like, you know what? I'm on TV. This is for me. Right. I might look so stupid, in but I got in the drumming circle zone with him where we really were whether i sounded good or not we were on dead tempo together perfect and it was full elation you know what us musicians call that a groove a groove mm, i got you, in a you real two would groove. Know about that. I yeah, Monica, it's a groove is basically like when teach you, me yeah when when there's like a certain riff or like a groove line where you just <laughs> and it's just like oh yeah oh, i love gosh. grooves you can't look stupid great. if you accept who you are Oh I'm Rick God. Glassman. Yes, let's Rick go out on that. It's a great message to end on. Mm. Wish you well. Love you, Ricky. And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. Seems to be working better, right? Yeah. Yeah, you were just a big frozen blurb. Oh, no. Uh, before. I don't like being a blurb. Yeah. You were a blurb. <gasps> I hate to tell you, but you were a blurb. <laughs> That's disgusting. It does remind me when I was in New York, we had really bad service one day and mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw the location under the bus, but we went to a, a hot restaurant. Oh, not, not cellular service. Restaurant. And it was a hot new restaurant. Hard to get in. Okay. Hot spot. There was lots of like little courses and stuff and they didn't take the utensils and one of my spoon had this disgusting glob on it and Callie oh <laughs> Callie kept calling it, it a, came glob. With a glob no it was from my meal the glob was from my meal but we had more plates to come so they obviously should have replaced my glob Oh, I so I would have loved to have kept my glob and finished it. No, I didn't like my glob, obviously. Oh, okay. So hence it being mm -hmm, there, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what time is it there? It's 2.50. In the p.m.? Mm-hmm. Well, it's 11.50 here. I know. It's late. Uh, we'll make this quick. Prego time. Oh. Prego. So prego. how many times have you said that today? Because you've already said it about well, 16 times in the last one minute. Yes, but you know what I haven't been saying to you, which I need to, is a Ducati. You did say that once last time. <laughs> oh, I did? Yeah. Okay, because now I'm riding a Ducati. It's a red. It's a very fast Ducati. So just rode the Ducati to a town I can't pronounce. Okay. What an adventure. You know, on the way there, the full Tuscan, those fucking trees you have in your yard that I want you to cut down, but I love them here. Uh, wineries, the smells are delish. And then on the way back, a big, big, big orange moon. <gasps> Beautiful. On the Ducati. Wow. It's a romantic guy. Yes, it was so nice. That's beautiful. How fun. Yeah. I don't think there's a better way to experience an environment than on, uh, on a Ducati, on a motorcycle. Doesn't have to be a Ducati, but a motorcycle. 
Yeah, do you want to say hi? <gasps> hi, beautiful girl. Hi. Hi, sweetheart. Oh, my goodness. I miss you. Are you just talking together or doing a real podcast? <laughs> We're doing a real podcast. Hi, Linker. Hi, Mom. Hi, Moni. We miss you. Hi, Monica. Hi, beautiful. Hi. I miss you guys. Dax, do you want to take out, do you want to tell Daddy to take out the headphones so everyone can hear? Take out the headphones. Okay. Try talking. Hi, friends. Yay. Are you guys having the time of your life? Yeah, it's pretty radical. It's so fun. Oh, I'm so glad. In a Tuscan yeah. cooking class, they and made we made pizza. And we made mm. shortbread, shortbread cookies. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Chocolate my God. Chip. You know, Monica is kind of, in our group of friends, famous for her shortbread chocolate chip. I yeah. know. She loves them. Shortbread. Okay, you guys have to make them for me so, okay. so we can do some taste tests. <laughs> well, you're doing a good job at holding the mic into everyone's face. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Delta has replaced um, with, what is that, money? You know, I ain't got money. I'm so in love with you, honey. Everything. Everything. Oh. That's beautiful. Wait, wait, what's the other part? And then the second part. I'm so. <laughs> oh. In the morning, when I rise. Bring the tears of joy to my eyes. Tell me everything is gonna be alright. Oh, it is gonna be alright because you're singing. <laughs> oh, we did a oh, remix I love too. It. There's one more song you should know about. It's a remix to the Jurassic Park song because when you open the gates to this place, it looks like Jurassic Park. Uh, so Ooh. it goes. Okay. It's uh, six times tempo. Yeah. We're adding, we're adding a lot of yeah, little tiny eighth notes in there. It's pretty fun. What's everyone's favorite part of the trip? Lincoln starts. Um. Definitely the cooking class so far. Oh, I love that. Tell them about our ill-fated motorcycle trip. Oh, can we? Can I tell them about? There's two ill-fated motorcycle trips. So let Lincoln start. Wait, Hers was wait, first. Wait, which one and was then, it? And we attempted mine. to ride together from Milano. Oh yeah. So me and Daddy were going to drive from Milan to Tuscany. Halfway through, well, the helmet was too small, so it was like hurting my jaw. So my jaw hey. hurt. And my legs were getting burnt from the um, engine. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> what? Well, it was not burn. Let's just be clear. It was it, very hot. It, it was very, very hot. Oh, my God. And the butt heater was on. Seat heater. Yeah, oh, God. Seat heater was on. <laughs> it was 95 degrees. Yeah. Driving. And you tend to overheat. I already. do. And then I was like, Daddy, I can't do it anymore. So I finally so told you. But then we pulled over at this kind of supermarket, mm -hmm. something like that, and we got to eat pasta that tasted like SpaghettiOs. <gasps> oh, yum. And I got ice cream. Ooh. That tasted like Viennetta. Oh. Wow. Great. Wow. 
Okay. Wow. All right, now Del says he'll pay the motorcycle ride. So, we were going home from dinner, and we were going to go back to the house. We didn't really fully know where it was from dinner. Okay. So, we went... dark. Yeah. So, we went, like, over there, then we checked over here. I told Dad, hey, no, you're going the wrong way. Turn around. So we went down here. It wasn't down there. We went back to where we started. All up, dirt roads. Up oh, there. Geez. Dark. Just forest. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, and then I keep telling him to go places. I'm always wrong. And we go wrong way like five times all because of me. Well, you have my sense oh. of direction. <laughs> and then you, we met up in the car. Yes, yeah, so I'm telling the story, not you. Yeah, you're not up yet. <laughs> so then, and then we saw them. They tried the road we went on. It was a dead end. We figured oh out. I told my. Daddy, "Don't go the full way." We went back, realized there was a third road down there. And that was finally the home road. Wow. I'm impressed that everybody followed you. When we saw the van, I got in the van. I did not like being in the dark woods, lost, without a roof and doors right between. Yeah, I would feel the same. Yeah, <laughs> I like doors. What did we do in the van? Because we were all nervous, we couldn't find the house. Oh, and really? Lincoln I was having a panic attack. Lincoln was crying. So, Dahlia, Lily, Lily started it. Then Molly joined in. Then um, Eric. Eric. Then Dahlia. Then me. We were all singing this song, screaming at the top of our lungs. The national anthem, right? Number yeah, one. the national anthem. Lily to the rescue. I'm not surprised. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, I was ter- absolutely terrified. I was crying and having a panic attack. And you were safely in the van Ew. with everybody. Yes. Yeah. Daddy, your motorcycle, yeah. Lies, your motorcycle lies behind us. Looks like a monster, so I was freaking out. <laughs> okay, mom's turn. Oh, wow. Um, I've had a couple really favorite points. Visiting Halstead. Halstead. Wait, I didn't oh. do my favorite point. Um, um, he told us to share the motorcycles. So my favorite part, there was a swimming pool at the restaurant. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Was it a Burger King? Arby's. Oh, there we go. That makes sense. But it's called Arby's. Uh-huh. And my favorite part is the cooking class. And it's not here, but when we went through the castle. Mm. We went through the castle. Mama. All right, I got a lot of favorite parts. Wait, Mom, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> okay, number one, we stopped in this really weird town called Halstead, Halstead, which looked like the real life Arendelle, and oh. rumored to be. Yeah, it's not because it was based on a Norwegian town, but rumored wait, to be. Wait, wait, I need oh. one question: Are we on real TV show? Yeah, we're on TV right now. <laughs> No, um, <laughs> are we on a real podcast? Yeah. But it's really? not live. It's not live. But we yeah. could listen to it in your bedroom again when we get home. Ooh, Yay. nice. Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. Can no. I exist? 
You Would know, that be all no, right? No, Bob needs to go. <laughs> Invisible Bob needs to go first. Is there any space okay, left done. for a month? I know I'm not a citizen, but okay. So Halstead was amazing, and they had these things called. Just to let you know, Mama's hair doesn't look as perfect as it does on the camera. Oh, it just so it looks nice on the camera. Yeah, yeah. she wants you to know it, it looks doesn't look that nice from <laughs> yeah. her point of view. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, really, really I'm gonna spin it into something positive, which is it looks beautiful years. on camera. Thank you for keeping me grounded. So they had these things called corn horns. No, <laughs> uh, horn calls. No, <laughs> something like that, and it was a. They were just like. Uh, homemade Twinkies. It was a croissant, and in the middle was this marshmallow fluff. We housed them. They were, it was some of the best thing Twinkies. I've ever tasted. Yeah. And Yum. then I also really liked this random thermal pool water park we found in Austria that had the longest water slide I was ever on, and I went down like six times, and I'm not a water person, so you I know. I know. I'm shocked. Wow. I went down quite a few times. She and then went on a water slide in 30 years. That's correct. That's correct. Seeing a blood moon rise over Tuscany, being on the motorcycle with dad tonight on the way to dinner, it was warm wind. I'm in a tube top, so you can tell the temp is definitely, you know, early 90s. Um And it was just all these winery fields and some beautiful rolling mountains and the air smelled so sweet. And I was on the back of the motorcycle and it was just very romantic. That's lovely. That's so wonderful. But we miss you a lot. Stop this demon. (sighs) All right. Sorry for taking over. Oh, I loved it. No, I'm so glad I got to see you guys. Free content, right, Monty? Oh, yeah. Put these freeloaders to work. All right, I'm gonna put this back on and re-plug in. Okay. Um, great. Well, it's late there, so I won't keep you for too long. But I have a little update, which is this crazy sim in New York. Callie and I went to this store, Cezanne. We almost didn't go. It was this whole thing. Whatever. We we went, and immediately I recognized that this person working there was like so helpful, so nice. She was great. And then like a few minutes in, she was like, I don't want to like be weird, but I love the show. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And she was like, yeah, actually, you know, the the guy who at the live show held up the sign. Oh my God. The guy from Texas that was in the military. Yes. The guy who's in, in the love military. With yeah. And he held up a sign. She's his best friend, and she told him to write that on the sign. No way. Yes. Isn't that what insane? What are the odds? That was in uh, Dallas, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, our third live show. And he was like, he was stationed somewhere by San Antonio. Exactly. And this random person in New York at this store... It's his best friend and told him to write the poster. Her name is Molly. So I wanted to give her a shout out because you were so impressed by that poster. I was because he called me out. He took a run at the the in-house mail. I won't use that term that you don't like. What is it? I forget. Alpha mail. Oh, got it. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to dethrone this guy here, this old guy. And she she was responsible for that. Isn't that crazy? That's incredible. 
Truly. I can't believe that we met that person. And are they still best friends? Yeah. She was like, I can't wait to tell him. And is he still in love with you? Still, I'm sure. I didn't ask. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I was excited to tell you about that. Perfect. Incalculable. It really is. Just going to tell you a funny thing I thought you might like, which was Molly ordered the fish last night, and it was fucking stinky as shit, like real rough. And so we've been describing it as the fish is unforgettable. Is that a nice, nice euphemism? It is unforgettable. It was so stinky. Yeah, it's a nice way of spinning it. Was it salmon? What was it? It was cod. Uh-oh. It was okay. a very rich, stinky cod. And <laughs> it was covered in onions. And you couldn't even smell those onions because the fish was so potent. Uh, <laughs> the other thing we were saying, too, is because all the bread's been really dry. We were saying they're known for their bread. It's not good, mm. but they're known for it. Uh-huh. That's really <laughs> lovely. Yeah. yeah. Un unforgettable fish, and they're known for their bread. Have you had any... Pasta dishes that have blown your mind? Uh, I've had a ton of good ones. I haven't had one that blew my mind. But good, but good. I'm overeating every meal, that's for sure. That's good. You'll come back a very big boy. Oh, I'll hit you with what I just ate for dinner at 11 o'clock at night. Enormous Greek salad. A mm. big uh, bowl of fresh-made pasta with bacon and cheese. And then a calzone the size of a soccer ball. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. All in one setting. <laughs> good, good job. Good boy. Good boy. Good big boy. <laughs> good big boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this is Ricky, and it was lovely. I think it's really awesome to hear that perspective and, mm. and so openly. We, we have not had anyone talk about that on our show before. Yeah, which is not to say that we know if we've had an autistic guest or not. Because we, maybe we have, but this is the first time we knew about it. <laughs> On my trip, I kept wondering if everyone had it. Okay. You were bumping into a lot of folks that felt maybe. <laughs> well, no, like if Callie was getting a little frustrated, I'd be like, well, you know, we don't know. We don't know oh, what's you going were, on. I got you. You were really giving <laughs> everyone the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, I don't know if that's good or not. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> we it's don't know not yet. Good. We're all new. But I, I do think it's nice to, and it was because I, I edited this on my way. So I think it was just like in my head that, you know, everyone like has a thing. Everyone's dealing with something. And I don't know. I just, it made me think like maybe we should go a little easier on each other. Yeah. That's a good rule of thumb. I guess you're always afraid of the free rider, like the person who's just... Uh, an impatient asshole or something who's really just making no effort to not be an asshole. But I guess, how many people could that be? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I'll look it up. Okay. Do you think one day we'll all know our, like, our DNA with such detail that you have a little card on your chest? It's like, this is what I am. Buckle up. Probably a name tag. Are you doing a Tide Stain stick? Oh, my God. You can see that. You're not even on for me. I've got that um, exclamation point inside of a triangle. Oh, no. I know. I know. Oh, that's a bummer. You didn't turn your camera off on accident, did you? No, I'm on. Oh. Okay, you said something like the one-armed man at a wallpaper contest, and I thought you were just making that up, but that is kind of a thing. Yeah, busier um, than a one-armed man at a wallpaper hanging contest. 
It's busy as a one-armed paper hanger. Yeah. And yeah, I guess it means... Well, have you ever put up wallpaper? You definitely need two hands. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard to do with one hand. I mean, there's probably a one-armed paper hanger right now listening that's like, fuck you, I do it. In general, it's almost impossible. Well, I mean, I hope they take it as a compliment. It's like, it's really hard to do and they're doing it. Yeah. And they must be busy. <laughs> as busy as a one-armed paper hanger. Yes. Okay, now, you said that there was a poor soldier on an island in the South Pacific who didn't know the war had ended. You were like, that's like a parable or something. Yeah, there's like stories of Japanese soldiers that didn't know the war ended that were like in the tunnels and Iwo Jima and stuff. Yeah, the main guy is Hiru Onada, and he spent 29 years in hiding after the war ended. Oh. Didn't know. I know. I know, it's awful. That's so sad. It really is. Oh, think about what he's going through. If he was your server. Oh my God. You know? Exactly. You don't know if the guy you're dealing with has been hiding for 29 years. <laughs> it's always possible. Yeah, apparently anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, what percentage of people want you to take your shoes off when they come in the house? Mm. Okay. Okay. Most Americans take their shoes off at home, but don't expect their guests to. The latest results, <laughs> latest generic results, show that nearly a third of the country, 31% will always take their shoes off, 26 will, will most of the time, 18 will sometimes, 12% rarely. I must have really low rent friends because I don't know anyone who uh, is a no-shoes house other than Ricky. Well, this is fascinating because it says geographically 92% of people living in the Midwest say they take off their shoes. I don't know about that. I didn't know one. Like, <laughs> you knew the people in my neighborhood, not even in my neighborhood, in my town that were shoes-off families, and they yeah. were real hoity-toity. They had that, that living room with white carpet that no one was allowed to go in when you first sure. walked in. It was not common for me. I mean, granted, in the winter, sure, you got to take them off. It's filled with slush and mud and gunk. Of course. But summertime, let it rip. Carpet is trickier yeah. than hardwood. So I kind of get it. Because, like, what if they step, what if you step in, if you step in poop, like I did in my Doc Martin, and then you walk on carpet, that's a bad day. Yeah. And it was right. already a bad day for me to step in poop in my Doc Martin with wood floor. I feel like this is kind of related. I think that this is not a duck duck goose. I want to read you something. This, I got a great, great comment. Okay. It was on our wasp expert, P A O L A. Paula? Paula loves pearls said, this was fascinating. I am registering a request for a Grumblies expert, please. <laughs> <laughs> and not only did I think that was hilarious, I do think we should have a Grumblies expert on. Okay. I mean, think how, if wasps were that interesting, just think about Grumblies. Ew, ugh, I don't want to think about them. They're so gross. They're so grumbly. Ew, they're very grumbly. <laughs> I sent that to Bree and said, I want, want you to know that you've invented a word that's in the zeitgeist. I know. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just back real quick. One in 10% will always request their guests remove their shoes, though slightly more say they'll ask 
less frequently, either most of the time 11%, sometimes 13%, or rarely 13%. What's the source of this data? <sighs> it's Dr. Scholes or something? It's, it's called YouGov. <laughs> oh, with a U? <laughs> no, with a Y. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably not. But okay, a lot of the websites have this same data. But look, all the websites are like, well, one of them is southernliving.com. Well... Okay. <laughs> One of them is realestate.boston.com. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, there's just not much data on this, okay? Right. No, I can't. I haven't heard the Pew Research Center conduct mm -mm. this or Gallup. Not yet. Um, one thing I did want to bring up so Ricky posted something recently that I really, really liked. And it was after we recorded. So I wanted to share it. So someone else like had posted a kind of, not a meme, but you know, like when people post inspirational quotes and stuff. Yeah. It says, I used to think being called, quote, too much was something to be embarrassed about. Oh. Oh, wow. Ricky. Ricky puts music on his uh, Of course. Instagram. He's so creative. <laughs> okay. I used to think being called too much was something to be embarrassed about. Now I realize it's what small people say to make themselves feel bigger. And then Ricky posted on top of that a banner and it says, this is so wrong. Some people are too much. I am sometimes too much. People can be too much. Self-acceptance is the goal, but first must come self-awareness. In that song. Yeah, and then that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, so many sounds on his Instagram, sorry. But yeah, and then, he, and then his caption was, Jesus. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's he's it's a uh, some malware. <laughs> and then his caption is: "Sometimes it is you loving yourself and taking accountability aren't mutually exclusive. In fact, they come together as a pair." Hashtag Glassman Bob. <laughs> oh yes, textbook Glassman Bob. I loved that because that I think is great. It's so true. It's like we're we are living in an age where it's like all about like accept yourself which of course I want and that's a lot of our show too but to know that you're playing a part in all of this so if something's going wrong it might be you that's a good glassman bop and I guess it's kind of the opposite of what I was saying about everyone dealing with something and everyone should just be tolerant yeah this throws a wrench in that but I like both yeah I like both I think there's a line yes I think some people are just jealous of other people who are outgoing and they hate that those people get attention but also if you like if you get told you're too much so often you got to write a meme about it my hunch is you might be too much yeah, and I mean, yeah, I don't know. I it's, mean, this person, like, they got it told to them so much that they had to write a meme about it. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they wrote a meme or oh, okay. they just took somebody else's I don't even know what a meme, meme totally memes, but... <laughs> but I did find that th what I think is a meme, and I reposted it, it was so funny. The as an old-timey picture based on the motorcycle 70s, with an older man, he's riding the shit out of a dirt bike, and he's got a little baby on the front of the gas tank. And it says, I don't know anything about this man, but I know his wife was out of town this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Oh, my God. What if you become a memer? 
Uh, well, I didn't create it. I was mad I hadn't created it. I sh and then I actually did think, I wish I knew how to create a meme. <laughs> it's funny you'd say that. Oh, my God. But then I would probably got Glassman bopped. Yeah. I can't you risk it. You always got to be careful of that. You sure do. <laughs> um, that's all. That's everything for Glassy? Oh, just one last ding, ding, ding. Did you see Molly's post with Eric and I staring at the, the workout machine? I saw her post something of you guys holding little cups. Okay, well, I, this has to do with you. So there was a workout machine that clearly a German invented. You could do every single body part in a, this one seated position. There were way too many levers and mm -mm. contraptions. <laughs> and of course, I was saying... It is perfect. You can do your glutes weight. And I was going on and on and on. And then I stopped and I said, this is what Monica deals with. <laughs> if a German made it, was there like a little bucket for pooping while you work out? Certainly. There were so many bars, Monica. Like you couldn't move wow. one direction without hitting a bunch of the other accoutrement. It was absurd. But we made it work. Fucking that, that German Glassman bopped us at the gym. <laughs> the Glassman bop. He bopped us so good. Are you doing your glutes at the same time as your lats and your hamstrings? Because you can do it all. It's all right here. Don't even move. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Do your entire body at one time. Oh, my time. God. All Never the time. <laughs> oh wowie uh well i miss you i can't wait to be doing this in person next week oh my god same 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 same, same. um i bought oh oh hold on oh am i still at exclamation point you are you have been forever do you want me to Fuck. um how about i um end it and call you back see if that works want to do that okay oh <gasps> Glassman. Can you see me? Yes, I can. Yay, it worked. Are you going to show me my shorts? Yeah, I am. Oh, my gosh. One sec. Oh, my God. I hear fancy paper. Todd Schneider paper. I don't want to rip the paper. Oh, oh, my Lord. Purple? They're a pink um, oh. bordering on purple. And then... Oh, my gosh. Oh, Bop. Oh, wow. Those are gorgeous. So really good bop. They're really gorgeous. Thank you. They're a corduroy. It's a new fabric for you. Oh, my God. Are you going to hold them to January 2nd? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're not a birthday present. They're just a I can't not get them for you present. Oh, okay. Well, as you know, I wore my first pair of white pants on this trip, and I really like them. I think I'm going to start wearing white pants more. I love a white pant. I didn't. I didn't know what I was missing. It's exciting because it's dangerous, because spillage, see-through, so many things to be scared uh, of. High wire act. Very. And then factor in Labor Day. Oh, I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah. I'm going to say it here, Glassman Bop. Okay. <laughs> I am done with that rule. You can wear it year-round. Hashtag Jewish heartthrob. I did write that down to maybe talk about, but I don't think we have time. But... I just like, 
Why can't he just be a heartthrob? He's proud like, Why of being, does he have to be a Jewish heartthrob? I'll tell you why. Because um, when you look at Tiger Beat all growing up, it was not chock full of Jewish people. So he's excited to be a Jewish heartthrob. No, I mean, I guess, I, I don't mean for him. I mean more like in when the articles say it and stuff. Like, I think if somebody said... Indian heartthrob? Yeah, if someone was like, she's beautiful for an Indian person, I'd be like, ew. Well, but you could interpret it that way, but I don't think that's what he's doing. Okay. I just think he's um, saying, like, this is a unique thing. I'm a Jewish heartthrob. I know, but it's like, I think, like, all Jewish men are heartthrobs. I know. They just weren't <laughs> in Tiger Beat or I know. whatever one. You didn't have any Jewish people. To, like, I'm sorry, but Ben and Matt are not Jewish. Yet. And they were their, your pinups. Except David Boreanaz was my first, and he he's probably not Jewish, but he might be. Oh, God, now we're, this is now getting really dangerous. You're just guessing at who's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I love well, you. Love you. Ciao, Bello. Bye.